Welcome to the most must-listen-to podcast in the world. Welcome to the Four Quarter Show. I am your hostess with the mostess, Mr. Swiss Roll, the main event, the showstopper, Mellow. And as always, I am joined by the Lino Messi to my Cristiano Ronaldo. He is wearing his pink for the boobies this month, as am I. It is none other than a line. You always seem to forget the best part of my intro, and I don't know why. I don't know why. The fans understand who I am, but you seem to forget or not understand who I am, so I'm going to have to do my own intro. And it's very simple. It's just the one, the only, and still, you, your halftime champion. I'm still the longest. A line. Oh, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the current halftime champion for a third week in a row. I don't know if the fans are going to get bored of this, but they're just going to have to get used to it. So thank you. Thank you so much, Mello. Thank you for everyone. I can't wait to show everyone the wine, the white wine, the delicious wine that Mello got for us. I'm getting really tired of this. Oh, I'm not. I'm getting extremely tired of this. All right, just a quick I'm check. I'm being duped this week, so. We so. all know Melo's not getting duped, so I don't understand why he keeps saying that. But quick check. Are we on Facebook? We are on Facebook. Links on, on Instagram. YouTube. All right. So everyone out there, go ahead. Please share us out there. All your friends, family, loved ones, people you don't like. Send them, send them our show. Guaranteed they'll love it. <laughs> uh, so... As, As the, the loser, unfortunately, for three, three weeks, weeks, in, a three weeks in a row, I had to get, had to get a line to some wine, wine as well. well. He asked yeah. for yeah. some white. whites. I did I my due diligence and did that again. Should I pop one open now? You should I? Should definitely pop one now. Well, you know, we're, All right. we're getting our quarter started here. Give me a couple more minutes. Maybe just like one minute. I want to post it. Make sure I post it on my Facebook. Just like he said, everybody share it. So I'm going to share this now. And then... Oh, and while you do that, I guess uh, I'll go ahead and plug. If you guys haven't noticed already, we are now with a new brand. We took our talents to Pop Culture Pros. So you guys go on Facebook, on the Twitter, it's Pop Culture Pros. On Twitter, I believe it's Pop Culture underscore pros, as well as on Instagram. So go ahead and follow that. So you'll be able to tune in to our show and all the other great shows you all love. The Cotton Jader Show. The Put It In The Book Show, The Empire 161 Show, and of course, The Just Too Sweet Show. I know I'm missing a couple more, but just go ahead and tune in, uh, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff so you never miss any of the action now that we're here on Pop Culture Pros. Thank you, Melo. That was absolutely beautiful. Melo's such a great host, isn't he? Thank you so much for that. And next we will move on to the first quarter you ready no we're not ready, we're not ready. we have uh to pop our well bottle i had to go ahead and get which one do you which one do you prefer which one do you want to pick uh they're both chateau saint michel uh let's do a little chardonnay to kick it off it's the one with the uh yellow top you got it and i will Cue up the banner for everyone watching out there. Quarter number one. 
So we are wearing pink oh. for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yes, you can't really tell. It looks like I'm wearing white, but no, it's the pink uh, D-Wade Tour, World Tour shirt. Plus, you know, got my, my pink W hat. Alina's wearing his boobies. <laughs> tanked up over there and he's having the struggle bus right now with the, uh, with the opening of the wine. I got the old school wine opener here, guys, so. <laughs> Ooh, there it goes. I love it. Let me have your cup. Oh, and also, you know, going with the whole pink tradition, we also have some pink cups, some pink Disney cups. Man, everybody must be thinking these guys are drinking wine. Like she's asleep because apparently that's why I've been picking my my halftime choices the last couple of weeks, half asleep. But ain't no more of that. You'll see in halftime today. And are we waiting? Ready now, Alan? Yep. Let me just set the timer on. Get the timer and I'll kick this off. Let's see. Let's do. Oh, actually, we haven't even explained how our podcast works. Oh, well, no, that's your job. That is Bro, my job. You guys tuning in for the first time. A line here will explain how the four quarter show works. All right. This is my second favorite part of the show because my first favorite part of the show is beating you every halftime. So, for everybody listening, our new listeners, this is how Four Quarter works. Melo and I, we debate sports for four quarters. Each quarter consists of 12 minutes, maybe 15 depending on the topics. And we also have a halftime and an overtime. Every halftime, we decide on games that we want to bet for the following week. And the winner gets a drink, food, or whatever of the other person's choice to have during the that podcast. And then we also have an overtime where we discuss everything and anything that's not considered sports. That's four quarters. Yep, and uh, anyone listening out to us, we're trying a little bit something new with our mics. Um, if it does sound weird, please write it in the comments so that we can try to fix it while we're on air, uh, being that we can only hear what we're talking about right now, and it sounds pretty decent. So with that, Alain, I say we- Timer's up. Cheers it before we start. Yes, sir. There we go. Don't cheers little one out there. Well, that tastes delicious. No, thank you. No problem. So we'll kick off quarter number one. NBA Finals just finished wrapping up, so we're gonna go ahead and talk about that. Alan, we'll start off with you, my friend. What did you think about the uh, NBA Finals and how everything unraveled? Well, this is a very tough conversation for me because when it comes to it, I am a huge Heat fan. And I just, I don't like watching the Heat lose. I don't think anybody in Miami enjoyed watching the Heat lose, for, except for some uh, exceptions that we have uh, that are Laker fans. But, I mean, LeBron, he is currently the best basketball player in the world. I don't think there's a debate about that. It's just a little disappointing. It felt like the Heat did have a chance, and I'm probably just saying that because I'm a big Heat fan and I'm a homer. But Jimmy Butler did give it his all. Uh, you know, it was very exciting watching him play. That last game, game six, I guess, felt he didn't have legs under him. You know, it, there was only so much he could have done. And LeBron was covering him the whole game. That's a lot of people aren't talking about that. But LeBron decided to D up and cover Jimmy Butler because LeBron was kind of fed up with it. So with that being said, I'm just extremely disappointed that he lost. But I am 
not surprised because the best basketball player in the world has has come back. He put his his body back on the throne and he's taking over as the champion of the league. So, what do you think, Melo? Okay, I'm gonna completely stop you there. I'm gonna chime in on what you said about Jimmy Buckets. He definitely gave it his all. That game six, he he just didn't have any legs anymore. He can tell you was just too gassed from having to carry the load, having to carry these these guys, and no one was helping him out. I've never seen more shots rim in and out in the first half of my entire life of watching a basketball game. These guys couldn't buy a basket. And then, yeah, even the Lakers missing, they just couldn't capitalize on it. And it finally took LeBron James, what, six games to cover him? He had to wait for Jimmy Buckets to exhaust himself to cover him. Because before that, it was Anthony Davis covering him, making sure that Jimmy Buckets got stopped. So, yeah, about this guy on the throne. And, oh, we're going to go into uh, this throne that we keep talking about soon. But uh, it's very disappointing, like you said. I was really hoping that he would have pulled it out. I was hoping at least for seven games. But at least we took two from them. A lot of people thought we were going to get swept. So I'm proud of our team. We had to deal with two big injuries in game one. And then, you know, that, that just kind of put everything on Jimmy. And, you know, I can't blame him. So I, I really can't. And we'll in here. We have, a, before we go into debating with each other, we have a comment. Kendrick not should have been pulled sooner in game six. And I agree. I mean, it's just who else were you going to put out there? Dragic had no... He, he also looked a little bit lost out there. He I, hadn't played for so long that I feel like he didn't have his legs under him. And he struggled. I was kind of, I don't want to say surprised that, that Drogic played. I feel the Dragon, that was an injury that just should have taken him out of the series. He definitely wasn't ready to play. He seemed, he just, I think he felt he could have been that spark to wake the players up to, to see him in there. But I don't think he had his legs under him to shoot a basketball, to play defense. And he was our high, high score in the playoffs. So, of course, he was going to go in there trying to score points. And that just wasn't the, the case this game. And I, I think that was to our detriment, having him, having him even play. Uh, Kendrick Nunn just took so many bad shots. But he need, we needed a body out there. And I guess we were just hoping that he was going to be that Kendrick Nunn from the season. And just all of a sudden start playing. But that's just the, that's the thing. Our team is too young. And I'm not surprised that some of the inconsistencies showed up in some of these games uh but to say that anthony davis was covering jimmy buckets the whole series is not true he did cover him in certain spurts and in some fourth quarters but as we did see jimmy was just scoring at will for two games so it just came time for lebron wanted to win the championship and he just said i got this i'm gonna lock him up regardless if it had been three four five six games the point is lebron went out there he played the same amount of games jimmy buckets played and they went out there, and he, he stopped them. Uh, so I don't know why you're going to say, all of a sudden say, oh, because Jimmy Buckets was tired. That's not LeBron's fault. Why do people always want to give other reasons and blame LeBron for things that he can't control? He cannot control that Jimmy Butler played for 47 that, minutes a game. He cannot control certain things. When he was already done. He so can't is, that, is that really stopping him? No. Jimmy Butler was running rampant on that team, and LeBron couldn't stop him any other game. They had to put Anthony Davis on him. So, obviously, LeBron didn't do anything until what? Until he decided to stat pack game one and game six when they're up by 30 points. That's not impressive to me. Do it when it matters. And he wasn't. He did it when they're up by almost 40 points. 
You know what's impressive to me? A 36-year-old NBA player with 17 years in the league just won a finals MVP and a championship. Led a team to another championship. That's impressive to me. Fine. You want to say that he stat pats some games? Sure. A lot of players do that. LeBron did it? Sure. Why not? He's always getting disrespected. Why not stay out there and get some more points? Get some more points. But either way, he's he's stat padding. The guy has eight assists, nine rebounds, 28 points a game before the stat padding. So he stays there an extra couple minutes to get the 30 points and get the triple-double. He deserves it. Why not? Uh, I'm sorry. No. Uh, well, our next topic is going to be the MVP discussion. LeBron obviously won his fourth MVP. I don't think... I mean, I won't say it. He deserved credit for it because he showed up every game. Not going to give anything away from LeBron. He did stat pat in two of those games, but Anthony Davis was more valuable to the Lakers than LeBron was. Anthony Davis on the defensive end was more valuable. I don't care if you're going to come with me with these stats about, oh, he out-rebounded him. No kidding, he out-rebounded him. Who, who was LeBron James on? Of course he was going to out-rebound him. Our team is so small. Our tallest guy is only, what, an inch taller than LeBron James? Come on. And he was hurt. So I, I, this whole, oh, LeBron James, I'll rebound him. I don't care. Anthony Davis was more valuable to the Lakers than LeBron James was. You're seriously going to say this about Anthony Davis, who he, was, who he was covering, who LeBron was covering. Anthony Davis was the biggest player in the Lakers. He should have had 15 to 20 rebounds easily. If he's second place defensive player of the year, if he's this dominant of a player and this amazing, he should be getting, he should be out rebounding everyone. What do you mean who was LeBron covering? Who cares who LeBron was covering? You just finished saying it. The Lakers had the tallest team in there. The, the Heat had the shortest. Le Anthony Davis should have out rebounded them. That's it. That's where we're going to go. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Especially, what was it? I think it was game two and three where Anthony Davis is being pulled out uh, onto the three-point line, so he's not going to be out rebounding them when uh, the Heat miss shots or the Lakers miss shots. He's being pulled to the three-point line because he's got to defend Kelly Olynyk. He's got to respect that. He's got to respect Miles Leonard. He's got to respect these guys who can make the three. It's not like when he had Bam that I guarantee if Bam played a full series, maybe Anthony Davis would have had more rebounds because he's going to be in the paint because Bam isn't a threat from the three-point range. He's not a threat from the midpoint range. You know, he's a threat giving you assists. And scoring in the paint. So then that, that's a different series that we're talking about. And that has to be taken into account as well. Timmy, want to say, how you doing, Timmy? Thank you for tuning in. All right. So then uh, let's move on to our next topic. And again, a little bit more finals. We have Mark Jackson, who made some comments about Frank Vogel. And I will let you chime in. Oh, but before we do, hold on, because this goes back to my point. Let me uh, bring us out of here. Thank you, Danny. Anthony Davis was more valuable in the series versus the Heat than LeBron James was. So look at that. Already winning, Melo. So go ahead. We'll talk about Mark Jackson and his comments. Anthony Davis is a very valuable team, a very valuable player in the team. Yes, there's no denying that. You needed his defense. You needed his support. Why? I don't understand. Scottie Pippen was very valuable to Michael Jordan also. This, these, are, these are just arguments that I, I never understand. Yes, Kyrie Irving was very valuable to LeBron James. Great players need great players to win championships. So, yes, Anthony Davis was very valuable. 
but not more valuable than LeBron James. Anthony Davis would have led that team to a first-round exit. LeBron James would have led that team to at, at, oh my God, for sure the fight, for sure the Western Conference Finals, just LeBron James. And that's the truth because LeBron has showed you over and over and over again. And this series, he showed you again. LeBron James did not have one bad game this series. I can tell you two games Anthony Davis had in this series. But LeBron James did not have a bad game. Go look at his stats. Go show me. You know what? You know what, you know what you're going to do? You're going to show me a bad game. You're going to show me a bad game to LeBron standards. But it would be a phenomenal game if none would have done that game. First off, first off, first off. He didn't have a bad game. I, I love how we... We'll get to Mark Jackson, apparently, because you want to continue talking about LeBron James, about the drama king, because that's what he is. Um, how he almost didn't have a quadruple double with turnovers. How he wasn't basically costing his team. He had, what, five turnovers in, in one quarter one time? Don't tell me he didn't have a bad, just because overall it looked better with the numbers. He still had bad games. You can't tell me that him turning over the ball eight times when he's the chosen one. The drama king. And flopping. And oh, and he finally got called twice for traveling. He should have been called more for that. But you know, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put up something right here. It was Thank a crab dribble. Timmy. Thank you, Timmy. So let's get back to the subject. Also, thank you, Timmy, for the uh, color scheme. Yeah, gotta support our breast cancer awareness here. But let's go back to what we're saying about Mark Jackson and his comments. So Mark Jackson, he had a couple comments where they were talking about saying if it was hard or difficult for what uh, Frank Vogel was doing with the Lakers, having to, you know, coach two, two stars like that. And Jeff Van Gundy was saying that Frank Vogel was doing an amazing job and saying how it was a difficult job. And then Mark Jackson decided to say no it's not a difficult job when you have two stars like that and i really really think he was just kind of hating on frank vogel because i listen i don't think mark jackson is anything like booger mcfarland because if you know booger <laughs> that guy's <laughs> that guy's something else mark jackson i think he does some pretty good takes but it, especially on that but on that take i I didn't like it whatsoever. I feel he was completely wrong with that one. If anybody should know what it's like to coach stars, it should be him when he had the, the Warriors at one point. So to say that, that's an... It definitely is better to have two stars. But to say that it's not difficult, you have two egos, you have more players you got to make happy, you got to coach these guys up. It's not just as easy because ask Doc Rivers. Ask Doc Rivers, Mark Jackson what he thinks about coaching two stars and how easy it is. What do you think, Melo? Oh, I completely agree. I feel like, if anything, Mark Jackson should be the one that should know himself because there's a reason he's not the coach of the Warriors anymore. You know, it's not easy to coach all these stars, at least I believe, even though I feel like LeBron James, you know, kind of coaches himself. And I think you have to give credit where credit is due. Frank Vogel, you know, Coach these guys up. He was able to come up with something that in the first two games killed our zone defense, the heat zone defense. It was demolished for the first two games. And, you know, it took Spolstra too long to figure that out. And I said it from game two while watching it. Spo, you got to go away from the zone defense. You are getting demolished. 
Duncan Robinson was like a magnet to LeBron James. And we basically awarded them two straight games. And th that didn't help us out. So I think you got to give credit where credit is due. And Frank Vogel did a great job. He knew when to, you know, plug guys in, whether if it was taking out Dwight Howard and starting Anthony Caruso or putting in Rondo, who was huge. So I think you got to give credit where credit is due. And Frank Vogel, to me, I don't think those comments that Mark Jackson said were fair. Yeah, Melo, I'm surprised we both agree on this one. But with that, that is the end of the first quarter. We did miss a couple topics, but uh, I'm definitely going to bust you up on the next quarter because we're going to have to bring up something very important. And that's the LeBron James deserve the MVP. But before we talk about that, I just want to say next week we have a, a very, we have a special guest coming in. Let's uh, save that for OT. I got, uh, I got that for later. Oh. Well, we'll tease everybody out there for it. So stay tuned and you'll hear who uh, our special guest is next week. All right. Metal's always full of surprises. This man. So, And also during, uh, I don't know if during OT or during halftime, I'm definitely going to talk about the wines again. Maybe this time I'm going to do it during halftime. No, during OT. God, I love it. All right, so quarter number two, we're going to start it off. Let me know when you have the, uh, the timer ready. All right, and so in quarter number two, we're going to start off with, are we going to, let's do LeBron's best teammate, since that has been a, a question of discussion lately, of who people think is his best teammate. I will let you kick it off, because I believe I kicked off the last one. So go on ahead, sir. LeBron's best teammate. He's had a lot of them. He's had Shaq. That's a good. He's had Larry Hughes. He's had Mike Miller. I mean, and the list goes on and on of great players he's had. I believe the best teammate that LeBron has ever had was Dwayne Wade. It was Dwayne Wade. Uh, there's different ways you can word it, as in which is maybe his most dominating teammate or which teammate is more basketball skilled or things in, in that nature but I believe his most talented teammate was Dwayne Wade and you just gotta you just gotta say it man it was just amazing watching them play highlight after highlight after highlight dunks tosses everything they did was just fun to watch it was exciting to watch Dwayne Wade was a champion before that Dwayne Wade didn't need LeBron to win a championship Anthony Davis needs LeBron to win a championship. That doesn't mean that doesn't make Anthony Davis great. I'm just saying Dwayne Wade was just a different type of athlete, different type of player. So I'm not saying it as a homer pick. I'm not saying it because I, I love Dwayne Wade. I'm saying it because just Dwayne Wade is the better teammate that he's had. And Kyrie's probably top 10 on that list. Top 10. Wow. Kyrie Irving was the best player LeBron James had. No, I'm kidding. It was not Kyrie. Kyrie's like number three. But he did save him. Uh, anyway, uh, before I go into my pick, I want to... Number three. Chris Bosh was number three. Okay. Uh, go into what uh, Anthony said over here. Frank Vogel and Tyloo both have rings because of LeBron. They don't sniff a ring without him. I mean, it's true. I mean, he's... I, I can't say that they didn't. They will not. Especially Tyloo. And we'll get into Tyloo later. But I, I can't say that's a false statement there, Anthony. Anyway, the best teammate LeBron James had is, and I hate to do this because we, we're usually on two opposite pages, but it definitely is none other than Wade County, D-Wade, there's no doubt without it. And what I put, 
into it besides, you know, the highlights and all, you know, winning two championships. And it's the only organization he's won multiple championships with is that D Wade showed LeBron the way. If it was not for Dwayne Wade, LeBron James would, I don't feel like he would be where he's at right now. He would not have got into that next step of go. And he might have lost even more finals right now with his, you know, crappy 40% of finals victories. I think D Wade was able to be like, hey, you know what, LeBron, you have to learn to, you know, be the leader that I was in 06. Lead us. And he gave, he gave LeBron the keys and said, here, run with it. And that's what LeBron did. D Wade was able to show him that Kyrie was not. AD was not. I feel like that's what LeBron needs to do with Anthony Davis now. Kind of show him like, and I feel like Anthony Davis is almost there. He just has to show him here, here, young, here, young buck. Here's the reins. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, Melo, I hate agreeing with you, but um, D Wade. I'm not gonna say D Wade just said everything you said, but I'm definitely gonna agree. That Dwayne Wade did help LeBron be a champion, but uh, I'm not gonna say it was the reason why Dwayne, uh, why LeBron was a champion. LeBron was gonna be a champion, but it definitely helped that he had his best friend Dwayne Wade there to help him and train together. And and LeBron definitely helped Dwayne Wade in some aspects also. I mean, there's not you can't have one without the other. They both made each other better players. So it was definitely Dwayne Wade, and we can all agree on that. That Kyrie is definitely top ten in LeBron's teammates. But the next topic, I want to talk about LeBron. Did he deserve MVP? Like I said earlier, I think he he made his claim for it. Did he deserve to win it? I still think Anthony Davis was way more valuable than LeBron James. But of course, the media, the media is going to give it to King James because they want to make him up to be better than Jordan. And he's never going to be better than Jordan. Jordan never had... A secondary player scored more than 20 points for him in the finals. Guess what LeBron James had? He had three guys, the three top guys, score more than average more than 20 points in the finals. He had Dwayne Wade do it, he had Kyrie do it, and he had Anthony Davis doing it. Yes, absolutely. You guys want to go and say, I know you're going to bring up this argument about Scotty and how Scotty, you know, did more and this and that. Great, you're right. Scotty did his job. He did. Scotty did his job. But Jordan was still the leader. He's the one who took over the team, said, I'm going to take this last shot. It's going to be on my back. LeBron James wasn't doing that, man. LeBron James, we can go back to the Denver series, was very stagnant in that game too, said, I'm just going to set the pick here and stand here. Let Anthony Davis take the three. If he makes it, whatever, it's not on me. If he does, great. He looks good. And, you know, it looks like I made the right decision. And what did Anthony Davis do? Here you go, LeBron. I got you. I'm more clutch than you, just like Kyrie had to do, and takes the game-winning shot and made it. So I love that when Scottie Pippen does amazing, he's doing his job. But if Anthony Davis or Dwayne Wade or anyone else does their job, it's no. They're doing everything. It's That's why LeBron won it. It's just a, a ridiculous way to articulate that because if you want me to teach you about basketball, which I gladly will do, Back in the day, back when LeBron was playing, I mean, back when Jordan was playing, um, sorry, I was affording slip because when I think GOAT, I think LeBron. Uh, back when Jordan was playing in the 90s, scoring wasn't the way it is now. The three-point shot wasn't as predominant. It wasn't the way to play basketball. 
Now, yes, you have three-point shots. You have guys scoring over 20. It's why when LeBron was when Jordan was playing, you didn't see guys score over 20 in the playoffs. It was a slower. It was even slower back then. Jordan was able to dominate. And last time I checked, Jordan wasn't covering the best play on any series. I'm pretty sure that was uh, Mr. Scottie Pippen who was doing the dirty work, who was covering the best guy and he was actually a point forward just how lebron was scotty was a great passer a rebounder he was pretty much a little lebron so michael jordan had a little lebron who was then playing defense and doing all the gritty stuff so that michael jordan all only had to worry about scoring if you listen if you tell lebron james hey hey oye papi oye lebron king james all you gotta do is pass the ball you know what he's gonna do he's gonna get 20 assists a game but lebron can't do that lebron's too busy getting assists rebounds steals points everything which is why he's almost in top 10 in every category it's it's just ridiculous that we're gonna all of a sudden say oh scotty was doing his job no scotty was doing a flipping amazing job doing everything he needed to do to help win that series so let's start off with if michael jordan went to 10 finals he'd probably be 10 for 10 and i'm sorry i just wanted to point out you should put the anthony text on the screen go ahead I will, I will. Give me a moment. Let's start off with if Michael Jordan went to 10 finals, he would have been 10 for 10. He would have had all these accolades that LeBron James wants to, you know, stat pat because apparently that's what he does. Michael Jordan, again, would have, with 10 finals, I guarantee would have never gone to a game seven because he would have finished it in six, five, unlike, you know, the frozen one who, you know, just disappears from time to time. So wait, wait, I'm going to put it up. What has Kyrie accomplished without LeBron? We're going into another subject there. He accomplished getting hurt without LeBron. He hasn't done garbage without LeBron. So I'll agree with that. Absolutely. But Kyrie, you can't say that LeBron didn't need Kyrie. That's all I'm going to say. And, and you can't say LeBron. And you can't say Michael Jordan didn't need Scottie Pippen. These, these, these are all ridiculous. I never said that he didn't. I said Scottie did his job. But Jordan was the one doing the heavy lifting. He was the one... He was the one that would make the game-winning shots. He was the one putting them in that position. Yes, Scotty was their best defender. But again, Michael Jordan and LeBron James aren't the same size, right? So you can't tell me that LeBron James guarding Derrick Rose is the same thing because he's the best player. Sometimes the best player that he's guarding isn't his size. Him guarding Steph Curry is not impressive. He's huge compared to Steph Curry. So that 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 argument is baffling to me that it's even an argument because it's not if lebron james is saying guarding shaquille o'neal in his prime let's say yes then i'll give you credit and be like yeah he guarded a guy who's bigger if not just as big as him but no if you're guarding derrick rose steph curry you're not impressing me you're who was he guarding against the the mavericks he was guarding what jason terry and jason terry was murking him So Michael Jordan was doing all the heavy lifting and LeBron wasn't. Do you realize that the things you say sometimes that make absolutely no sense? So Michael Jordan was doing the heavy lifting. LeBron James wasn't. I'm sorry. I got to give this man a drink because he definitely needs one. I'm going to give it all to him. Like how you interrupt me on my take. But it's just an unfair comparison to say that Michael Jordan is the one doing the heavy lifting when LeBron's not. LeBron is doing the heavy lifting. Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan is doing the heavy lifting. And I love how this went from who deserved the MVP, Anthony Davis or LeBron James, to Michael Jordan and LeBron James. It's funny how these conversations always happen with LeBron because he's so great. When my question was who deserved the MVP, LeBron 
or AD, but it's fine. You want to switch the subject to this? We'll switch the subject to this. You want to say Michael Jordan could have gone 10 straight? Well, you know what? Michael Jordan didn't go 10 straight because Michael Jordan couldn't make it to that many finals because Michael Jordan was too busy losing in the first round and not making it to as many finals as LeBron James because that's how great LeBron James is. No, I let you speak for God knows how much time and we're going to go back to the tape and you're going to see how many minutes I let you talk. No, there's no there's no time out here. No, because you're completely wrong. You want to talk about what Michael Jordan did? He had the best coach of all time, probably a top 25, top 30 player of all time is Scottie Pippen and stayed there for six years and won six championships. That's that's the easy way. You stay, hey, it's, you stay, you stay with that connection. When you build a team, LeBron said, I'm going to go to a new team every time. I'm going to show you I'm going to dominate. I'm going to win from both the, the, the West and the East and I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I'm not going to jump into a good team like KD. I'm going to jump into a team who needs help and I'm going to win championships. So if you don't put some res- some damn respect on LeBron's name, go. I'm going to start off by saying this. You're saying that the reason Jordan didn't go to 10 straight was because he wasn't there. But let's let's put in a key factor here. Jordan went to go play baseball for two years. So that uh, right there, if anything we want to talk about, Jordan, well, he didn't go to six straight because he lost his, his first time coming back. But it doesn't matter. Jordan would have been there in basketball shape. They would have gone to eight straight without a doubt, and I guarantee they would have beat the Portland Trailblazers. We're not in the business of coulda, woulda, shoulda, coulda, woulda, coulda done this, woulda done that. He didn't. He wasn't there. I don't give a hell what his reason is, and I hate when people say that if he would have been there, he would have won. Well, he wasn't there. And if, if, if KD hadn't gone, to the, hadn't gone to the best team in the league, LeBron could have had three championships in a row with the Cavaliers. I'm going to mute you. <laughs> I swear, if you mute me, I'm going to... Take my laptop, go to their room, and start my own goddamn podcast. <laughs> Second thing that you said that was mind-boggling was... Oh, I just lost my train of thought because I just saw this. Hold on. Nope, not that. What up, Alex? Thank you for watching. And wait, he chimed in. Scotty didn't average as many points, but he got more rebounds. More Absolutely. And that's what I brought up a little bit uh, before. I said Scotty did his job. You know, it was Jordan that was still putting them over the hump. But what you want to talk about, oh, let me put some respect on his name. Is, who is uh, LeBron right now? See, this is what gets me frustrated. LeBron has no loyalty, and that's what I, the point I'm trying to make. Jordan stayed with the Bulls, not because of Scotty. He was loyal. He wanted to, to stay with that organization, win for that organization. LeBron has no loyalty, and he proved that when he left Cleveland the first time, and then when he left Miami high and dry, and then, oh, yeah, let me go to the Lakers because, you know, he has something to prove. He wants to be better than Michael, but guess what? LeBron James is never, ever in his entire career going to be better than Michael Jordan. So he needs to get that through his thick skull and stop watching the last dance and I'm doing homework. Put some respect on my name. Now, nah, LeBron, you, got, you earned your respect. I respect you, LeBron, but you're never going to be at Jordan's level. You're always going to be right underneath him. Sorry. Man, this really turned into a LeBron uh, Jordan comparison here. Exactly. All our listeners are, are noticing that you just put Pippen as just a, a broom, just swiping him under the rug. That's how you make him sound. And it's the most ridiculous thing. Yeah, Pippen was doing his job. And that's it. 
That's not when, and then you talk so so amazing about AD and so amazing about Kyrie, and you talk these great things about these other players. But when it comes to Pippen, a better overall player than than so far than AD and Kyrie Irving, and all of a sudden it's just oh, Pippen was doing his job. Pippen was doing more than his job. And you want to talk about loyalty? The only reason why Pippen even stayed on that team was because he signed the stupidest contract, as we saw in the Last Dance. And back then, it wasn't how it is now, where LeBron made it possible. For players to have a voice, for players to say, no, I'm not going to get screwed over. You're going to trade me or you're going to pay me my money. And that's because of LeBron James. And that's why KD had the cojones to get out of there and go to a better team. But So don't be talking all this, that loyalty, this loyalty, that when Michael Jordan was getting his paper, Michael Jordan was getting his bread. And I guarantee you, they hadn't paid Michael Jordan, he would have bounced too. It's not about loyalty. It's just about that that time was a different time for players. They didn't know what to do. Every player right now is talking about, oh, I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't have done that. Yes, he would have. And Shaq says it best. Whoever gives me my money, that's where I go to. What? Listen, I let you talk, Mel. Don't be all of a sudden coming. I, I, I let you talk all this nonsense. Bah, wah, 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 wah. Listen, you talk nonsense. I put respect on players' names. I keep saying Anthony Davis was very, very valuable. I'm not sitting here saying that, Michael, that LeBron did it by himself. I know he needed help. Michael Jordan needed help. So I'm not going to say here and say these things that you're saying. Because just like LeBron and Michael Jordan, they both put both of their teams on the hump. And that's the end of the quarter. I want to ask you one question before we end the quarter. I'm going to take off the banner just because this is a little extra. I want you to name me. I want you to tell me this right now. Let's not put Kyrie in this conversation because we know how you feel about Kyrie. But if you had to rank these three players, how are you going to rank them right at this very moment? Or, well, two of them you can rank already. The other one still has a long way to go. Rank them in the order you think that they are better. Scotty. Dwayne Wade and Anthony Davis. How are you ranking them right now? The only reason why that's a complicated question is do you want me to rank them as overall career or do you want me to rank them as the that player that Michael Jordan and LeBron had at the time that they were playing? Overall career because we want to go into this. Who did Michael Jordan have and all this Pippen stuff when LeBron James had players that were just as great, if not better, than the one that Jordan had? So tell me the players you want me to rank one more time. Scotty. Dwayne Wade's number one. Scotty's number two. D. Wade and Anthony Davis. Okay, so I'm going to put D. Wade number one, Scotty number two, AD number three, and... We're not counting Kyrie. Chris Bosh, number four. <laughs> Kevin Love, number five. Kyrie, number six. Where's Ray Allen? Ah, I mean, oh, you're right. Over, you know what? Yeah, Ray Allen was an all-time great player. But here's the thing that's, that's confusing about your question is LeBron, uh, LeBron James got Dwayne Wade where he gave him one amazing year, and then the rest of those kind of two and a half years, it was an older Dwayne Wade. It w- it's not a fair comparison when, when Michael Jordan had a prime Scottie Pippen for all of his career. And I agree with what you just said, and I agree with Alex said here, Wade Scottie Davis right now because only Davis has a lot left, and absolutely right. I think, though, if we're going to go in because Anthony Davis has so much more, that Davis is eventually going to pass Scotty. And with what Anthony said before about Pippen being one of the 50 greatest players of all time, 
I think Scotty is going to end up falling out of that 50 of all time eventually. Yes, he's great. No one's going to deny that. But I feel like eventually, you know, you have more talent that's going to be put into those top 50. And Scotty's going to unfortunately fall back. Not to diminish anything about what Scotty did. He's fantastic. I'm so happy you said that. You know why? Because you know who's going to take over that, those top 50 spots? Players from LeBron's generation. So everybody can start seeing the amazing, amazing players that LeBron has had to face. So thank you for pointing out a great fact, Melo. Because if the competition now was worse than the one back then, then these players would not be top 50 and we wouldn't have to worry. But LeBron has been playing effing talent all this time more than what Michael Jordan has to deal with because now we have more talented players and more greatness and take your hand off that because I let you speak for so long when did this become that you're Skip and I'm Shannon I am Shannon but I talk way more than Shannon Shannon will talk for three minutes and then Skip gives a seven minute soliloquy I'm not gonna sit there and listen to you for seven minutes Melo I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna do it LeBron James you see you don't I give Michael Jordan respect. I'm not saying... The, the argument what people have with LeBron and Michael Jordan is frustrating because people just don't give LeBron respect. I'm not saying that LeBron is better than Michael Jordan. Well, yes, I am. But I'm also not saying that Michael Jordan sucks. That's what, that's what happens. When people say Michael Jordan is great, they'll just say LeBron sucks. When I say LeBron is great, I'm saying Michael Jordan is great too, but this is why I think LeBron is better. And I don't understand why people can't just have a fair conversation without just diminishing Finishing all these accolades because if we're going to talk about oh Michael Jordan has six rings then hey Bill Russell's the best goddamn basketball player of all time let's 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 talk about 11 rings why don't we put that on the table Bill Russell was the best player in his team give it to him but no that's not what we talk about for some reason we make the standard Michael Jordan and the first thing people say is he won six and in the finals if that's the only standard then Bill Russell bro let's put Robert Horry in the conversation with seven championships up there that's it makes no sense Big Shot Rob, I think, needs a, needs respect on his name. Big Shot Rob needs respect on his name. But anyway, I'm gonna we're going to finish that up because I've never said LeBron James sucks. I just don't like the way that he's left. He left us, basically, because Cleveland, you know what? He did what he did. He made his announcement, but he left us high and dry in the middle of at the end of free agency where the Heat, you know, didn't have an option of who to get. And we ended up with players like Luol Dang and paying, play, oh my, sorry, paying people like Tyler Johnson and digging us into a hole that finally, thanks to, you know, the godfather, Pat Riley, we were able to get out of. So that's my grudge with LeBron James. As a player, yes, he's great. To me, he's top 10 player of all time. I'm never going to disrespect that, but he's not Michael Jordan. I'm sorry. The Last Dance proved that. You can give me a LeBron James documentary in 10, 15 years, and it's still not going to be as emotional and as competitive as that. So with that, we're going into halftime where, unfortunately, for the third week in a row, I was duped again. And everyone out there who watched the, the last show knows that because I was not able to pick the Cowboys like I wanted to. I was basically thrown into these situations that I didn't want to. The Falcons were technically forced on me. And I don't feel like the Falcons game should have counted because at the last minute, Julio Jones decided not to go. And that wasn't something that was factored into the show on, I think it was Thursday. So I feel like that should have been scratched and the record should technically be 2-2, two and two, meaning it was a tie, but ties 
don't change championships don't change on draws so a line would still be champion which i would have respected completely but again i was duped because everyone knew i wanted to pick the cowboys against the giants and i wasn't given that option i was this rule out of nowhere came out and i was duped so the uh so-called champion over there can go ahead and say his grace and yada 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 we'll move on Man, you sound like LeBron James in here. There's always an excuse why you lose. Oh, this and that. Oh my, why, 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 why? I don't understand. I don't, I don't force you to pick anyone. If anything, I give you your picks. This week, guys, I let him pick every team. It's gotten to the point. Sure. Got the game on going on right now. It's gotten to the point where I let Melo pick every game this week. Just you pick the winner because every time he has an excuse for losing when he just can't face it. If he loses this week and he comes to the podcast on Tuesday and he starts complaining that I, I, guys, I don't know. I don't have to do anymore. Honestly, I just I just know. I just know that I'm the halftime champion again. <sighs> I'm the best. I'm the best, guys. Anyways, we'll stop with that nonsense and get into the games for this week. Well, actually, before we get into the games, I know you wanted to uh, talk about this first wine that we tried. Go ahead and uh, give the viewers out there if this first wine has the four-quarter seal of approval or not. Chardonnay. Columbia Valley. Yeah, it does. It's delicious. It's delicious. What do you think, Mello? So this wine is from Chateau Saint Michel. It was a Chardonnay vintage 2018. You can find this at your local Publix. <laughs> and I think it was a great wine, actually. I was surprised I'm not too much of a Chard fan. But if you do, this wine right here has the four-quarter seal of approval from myself and apparently the uh, halftime champion for now. You can go ahead and have yourself one of these uh, Chate Saint Michel. And uh, go ahead, sir. I just popped open the second one already. He's still in the first glass. Oh, wow. I think that one might be better. Wow, that, one, that one's good. That was really good. So for this halftime, we're going to keep playing some football. And I believe we have some pretty good selections this week. Um, do you just want me to start naming the games here? All right, let's do this. We're going to have the Washington football team versus the Giants. And I think we all know what team Meadows is going to pick. This week, I will be going with my New York football Giants because... They've showed some life the last two weeks, and I'm liking where we're going. Unfortunately, we didn't get the job done last week, but, you know, hey, the better quarterback from the Dallas Cowboys ended up coming in and winning that game for them. So either way, we're going to beat a one-legged quarterback this next week, and it's not, it's not going to be impressive, but, hey, he's got one leg, so we'll get the dub. So Giants against the Redskins. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. The Washington football team. Ooh. 
Melo's trying to get us canceled already. The Washington football team versus the Giants. I have a lot of confidence in Alex Smith because the Giants are so damn bad that I feel this is a great game for Alex Smith to come. Give him 200 yards, two touchdowns, and a running touchdown. He's going to rush it in there. I'm calling it. That's my hot take. Two passing touchdowns, a rushing touchdown, and 200 yards. Win. Win football team. And how many uh, third down conversions is he going to convert? One for 27? The man's not going to convert nothing against the Giants. Wait, were you giving the stats about your quarterback or whatever? Next game, we have the New York Jets versus my Miami Dolphins. And we're going to have Fitz Magic run wild on the Jets with a Dolphin victory. I'm going all New York this time. And I'm going with the Jets. I know Adam Gase is been uh i don't even know what to say i don't know how that man still has a job i thought he was gonna get fired after losing to the broncos however i got all new york teams getting that dub this week not the bills though they they can stay over there they're they're not new york (laughs) but i got the giants and i got the jets getting the dub pulling up the upset against the dolphins because adam gase is gonna get that revenge victory against the dolphins Crazy Gaze is the best nickname I can think of right now. Thank you for that, Danny. So the next one we have is the Green Bay Packers versus the Tampa Buccaneers. I have Mr. Tom Brizzle, the LeBron James of the NFL, the best quarterback in the league, is going to go in there. And he ha- he's, has a mission. He has a mission to show Aaron Rodgers, listen up, buddy. I'm the sheriff in this town, and I still got it. Why do you got the Packers, Melo? Aaron Rodgers, A.A. Ron, is going to get that first dub against Tampa Brady. He's no longer in the Patriots. He doesn't have Belichick to, you know, figure out the Packers anymore. He's got Arians trying to, you know, uh, you know, figure them out. And he's just not going to get that dub. I'm sorry. You're not playing the Chargers. You're not playing the Carolina Panthers. You're not playing these little baby teams anymore. You're with the big boys now, Tampa Brady. And your team isn't going to back you up. So A.A. Ron is going to get that dub for the first victory over Tom Brady ever. All right, thank you for that take, Mello. As always, we love your football analysis, clearly, because the past three weeks you've really shown us, you know, how these games go. And then the last two games, we're just going to speed up halftime, and we're going to do Bears versus the Carolina Panthers. That's the Chicago Bears versus the Carolina Panthers. And the second game is the Cleveland Brown versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Remember, everyone, I saying it right now to everyone, Mello handpicked every single team first i picked second i agreed to everything whatever games you heard today were the games we talked about in halftime 
There was no confusion. There was nothing we're all mad about. So, whatever happens next week, if I lose, I'm going to come in here and give them the title. And I'm not going to make any excuses because real champions don't make excuses. So, with that being said, I have the Carolina Panthers winning over the Bears. And I have the Pittsburgh Steelers over the Cleveland Browns. So, go ahead, Melo. So... Let's start off with, if that were the truth, I would have picked the Miami Dolphins to beat the New York Jets. So don't let this phony fool you into that because I would have picked the Dolphins over the Jets because I would never pick Adam Gase. However, you know what? Let, let him think what he wants. Yes, I did pick the Bears. I think Nick Foles coming off that victory against the Tampa Brady Bucks, Going to get that double against Carolina. And because Carolina kind of struggled against, you know, a Falcon... A, Julio Jones Falconless team. And the Cleveland Browns have not done me wrong the last two weeks. So I'm putting my faith in them. It, the smart choice would have been the Steelers, but Odell, Juice, Baker, Kareem Hunt, Chubby, they haven't done me wrong the last two weeks. So I'm putting my faith in them. So it's not about. All this nonsense the line is trying to feed you like he always likes to do. It's about, you know, just going with, you know, the guys who have done me right. And that's what I'm going to do. OBJ, just don't, you know, don't poop on me, OBJ. That's all I'm asking. Don't poop on me. You are the definition of David Skip Mello, Bayless. <laughs> This man just came out here and said, I've had my faith in the Browns. It might not be the good pick, but I'm over the Steelers. So in essence, what you're saying is next week when the Steelers win and when the Dolphins win and I come in here and take my title, you're going to complain because, well, I wanted to pick the Jets. I wanted to pick the Dolphins. And I wanted to pick the Steelers. Wah, 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 wah. Well, yes, I wanted to do a lot of things also. But those are the teams you picked, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. As an ex-Dolphin season ticket holder, I would have li- I've seen him play the Jets a couple of times, so I would have liked to have picked the, the Dolphins over the Jets. You know, it just wasn't a fair matchup because, you know, you want to go with your home team, and that's fine. You don't want to pick up – you don't want to root against them. Understood completely. But, you know, I don't see how that was fair to my end. But, hey, you know what? Melo's taking it easy. You know, he he's he's – He's trying to, you know, get that core in him where he's going to come out next week. And finally, we're going to have, like Alex said, a little bit of the bubbly come out. Some OJ come out. And we're going to have mimosas to celebrate Melo's two-time and uh, halftime championship. Okay. With that being said, what I want to drink next week. I wonder if I want to drink or if I want to eat something. I think I, I think we're gonna, I think I, I think I'll I'll get some more alcohol. And you know how I like it. I want you to surprise me with some wine. Don't care what kind at this point. Bring me your favorite wine. Just bring me a wine. Bring me a good wine. I want I want to try something new. That's what I want. You want something different. 
Melo, I think we should go back to the old way for the the mic. I've gotten some I've gotten some messages, and uh, our fans appreciate it better when we're just talking over each other and having it more natural. So I think for the second half of the show, we should go back to the other way. Uh, absolutely. I mean, if that's what you want to do, we'll see uh, what we like. Um, I guess what we'll do, uh, which mic do you want to use? All right. So then I'll mute my mic for the rest of the show, guys. Let us know what I asked everyone watching earlier, if you didn't catch it. If you thought anything was scratchy with the with the mic, so let us know so that we can fix it. I know I've gotten some messages. Apparently, Align has as well. I'm going to... Yes, I do. I'm sorry, guys. Give us one second to try to fix this issue. I'll keep talking because I'm the you know, halftime champion. You're not on. Oh. I'll keep talking because I'm the halftime champion. But we just want to give everybody the best show possible. You got to let me go on. Okay. Sorry, guys. Since he's gonna, we're going to use uh, Align's great mic right now. Um, I apologize if everyone out there has been having some mic issues. I mean, well, I guess listening issues. We're trying to work this out and try to make it better for you guys. Again, anything that we can do to make it better for you guys, let us know whether it's what you're hearing, what we're saying, your views, give it to us. We're all open for the criticism. We want to make this show better for you, for us, for everyone out there. Yeah, we just want complete honesty, everybody. Just let us know what we could do better. Uh, we tried to get another mic. That's just what's happening right now. And just the issue we have with having two mics has been the problem because we have the echo and then we tried having doing a system where we would just meet each other, but it just didn't sound right. It wasn't really how we wanted it to sound. So we'll just have it like this right now. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. It sounds a little bit better. I think in my end, just because I can hear myself with no echo. Um, all right. So then half time's over. And we're gonna see what gets crowned next week. Alain asked for the wine of my choosing, which kind of makes me, you know, be the winner here. And then what I want is a little I want, bit of a I win. want to, I want you to get a win. That's all I want is I want you to get a win finally. I feel next bad. Next week we're gonna have Mimosa Pappy on the show because your boy Melo is taking home his rightful place on the throne. With that. Let's go into quarter number three. I think I might gentlemen. do the rest of the, uh, the podcast like this. Yeah, do it because it's going to be the last time you have that belt. I was actually thinking about getting the, the Stone Cold Skull. That's what I might do. You know what? Here's a new rule. If you win the title for four weeks straight, you can, you know, you deserve a, a change. Or we, that, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Maybe, maybe we should do a two-month rule. You know how sometimes when you're the when you're the best at what you do in the league, you you're go right, me because I was a I won the championship for ten episodes. We're not talking about weeks because it would have been longer than that, but I'm a ten episode champion. I We've only had thirteen episodes. Champion. There's no way you're a ten episode champion. Absolutely, because I I was ten straight episodes. I'm sorry you that you 11, brought in a bunch of spazzes. No disrespect to whoever came and debated with you. That they I mean spazzes, but he was half of those. So, That's not true because I won like two of them. But listen, okay, no, but here, here we go. You said that you won for 10 weeks, allegedly. Here's the title that Melo picked. 
This is the medal title. We can name this one the, the first medal champion or whatever you want to call the title. We'll think of a clever name for this one. As you know, we had the, the skull championship and all these other ones. This is the medal one. What's on your mind? Why are you... Uh... Uh, no, I'll talk about it after. It's, it's about our mic situation and it was just something that popped in my head now. Anyways, <laughs> give a line a hell yeah. Dude. Hey. Alex, who, who are you rooting for here, man? Who defends you in 2K? It ain't a lie. It ain't CK, homes. What? It's your boy, Melo. You know that's always a lie because I am always Team Alex. Me and Alex are always together. We're always in the corners, and I'm the most supportive. Listen, when me and Alex are in the court, I'm the most supportive, and we're always got each other's back. Don't even start. Melo, your internet connection doesn't even work during 2K, so you can't come out here and tell me that you're here supporting Alex. So Alex, let's go to... He said Mike is the better Chavez. I never you know. said I'm that. I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting I you would know, never Alex. say that. I'm just letting you know. I would never say that. No, just letting you know. Mm. Because yeah. there's only one daddy O, and that's Alex. Daddy O, Alex. That's that's the Chavez right there. But moving on to the third quarter, we're going to start off with some MLB postseason updates. Here we so, go. We were both wrong about our predictions. Completely wrong. We should get a refill. Yeah. So, as of right now, we have the Houston Astros versus the Tampa Bay Rays. And right now that series, after today, is looking 3-2 Tampa Bay. The Astros blew the game. Alex Correa, you know, hit a, a game-winning long shot. So right now it's 3-2. And at the moment, we have the Dodgers and Braves. Atlanta's leading 2-1, but I believe we have the game on right here to our left. It is 1-1 at Dodgers, Braves, and finally Kershaw. Decided to play a game. So what do you think? Of who's going to make it to the finals? Yep. Well, I'm going to go with Tampa and the Dodgers. Because that's what it's looking like. Uh, they just seem like they're the best teams right now. If Houston were to come back and win this game or win the series, man, that would be very impressive. But I think the Dodgers are going to do their job and they're going to make it to the finals because... They've done this before. I will be so upset if somehow Houston pulled off another Red Sox miracle and won four games in a row. Because they were down 3-0 and they won the last two. And I would be so upset just because I don't Houston think... has gotten such a break I with don't... this cheating nonsense that I don't feel like they should be in the playoffs. They should have been banned. Hold... They should have got some UM, some Ohio State repercussions, and they didn't. They did not. And it sucks because it just kills the integrity of the game. At but, least for me, it does. But question, the Boston Red Sox were down 3-0? I thought they were down 3-1. Nope, they were down 3-0 in I, 2004. I remember that series. I remember being. I remember watching all of it. I just, I, they were down 3-0. I'm going to yeah. check that. There's, that. there's that movie, uh, what is it, uh, Fever Pitch? With Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore. And it was in there. It was win or make history. It was no. It was uh, make history or go home, and they made history. They won four straight. The only team in baseball to ever do it. And as a Yankee fan, that stuff hurt. And I, I don't want. I heard your voice crack there for a second. I could have sworn you cracked. Yeah, because it hurt a lot, and I don't want it to happen again. I don't think Houston deserves to be there, and I don't want them to you know get there and then basically tell everyone in baseball like, hey, guess what? Yeah, we cheated, and we're still here. You know, like, I don't think that is fair. I don't think it is fair. And 
even if the Rays beat the Yankees, I'm still pulling for them to to beat the to beat the Astros. I remember that series like it was yesterday, man. I just remember every game that Boston won, those three straight coming down to the wire and then just playing amazing baseball and Big Bobby making a jack and Manny making a jack and Johnny Davin, Grand Slam, oh Kurt Schilling, Bloody Sock. There were so many things as much as in it, that series that's iconic, but the Yankees came out on the wrong end of it. As much as I'm a Yankee fan, that was a great series, man. That was a great series. It was. And also, Melo, Saturday, Jan, uh, October 24th, there's a nice little UFC fight going on Ooh. that maybe we should watch. Who's uh, fighting? I'm curious. We did the last time, and your boy ended up coming up out, out on top. I don't remember that. Oh, you guys can go back to it. I don't remember that. I, I remember Timmy. I remember yeah, you being... No in, they had some. Like, I feel like... Well, there was a game where I know Rivera got beat up at the end. So, even though, you know, I don't think that Mo is still greatest closer of all time. And I, I know that there was a play. Oh, that stuff... A year they over. You think the Yankees overachieved or the Red Sox overachieved? Because I feel like the Yanks had a good lineup. Like A Rod was good. We had Jeter. We had Posada. We had a good <laughs> Tom Gordon. I like Tom Gordon. I liked using him. You know, in all our bait and all the baseball games. I, I low key like Tom Gordon. There was a book written about Tom Gordon, and I remember reading that book, and it's why I became a low key fan of Tom Gordon. Tim, even if the Yankees were... Yankees, over, they, they, over, they overachieved. Yeah, no, even if the Yankees did overachieve, they were still three, up 3-0. You just had to win one game. I mean, as even if the Yankees, even if the Boston may have been the better team, which they were, clearly, because they won best out of seven, but you just got to win that one game, man. Well, Yankee, what Boston did was amazing. Absolutely, it was. Uh, Jimmy, I want you to kind of you know go back on this with the megaphone. You're talking about the mic? I'm not too sure what you mean by that, but <laughs> Jimmy, that's one of my good friends from law school, actually. Oh, so thank you for tuning in, Jimmy. Yes. He, you know, he took the bar recently, also, and hopefully he did well. Shout out to him and his family. Jimmy's you one of the Jimmy, I hope you one of the him. best. Actually, I would love to have him on the show one day, oh, man. Well, yeah, yeah, he's Jimmy, a cool guy. As long as you're willing to come on, we're ready for it. He's you. a big sports guy. He's a big baseball guy. I a big baseball so, guy, so. But, Timmy, I feel like we might have overachieved, but I think we would have won that World Series. When they were facing the Cardinals, we could have beat them. A-Rod could have, got a, could have had two rings. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm hoping that the Astros, I know Timmy also does not want the Astros to win. We're rooting for the Rays, so. You're going back to what you said about the Astros. I completely agree on how there was no ramifications for what they did. I don't know how they weren't suspended. I'm not sure how they wasn't more. Just because you, you, you snitched, like if you were Takashi Six Nine. I know a lot of listeners aren't, you know, aware of the rap game and stuff. But they just came out and snitched, gave out everybody, and the league was like, "Don't worry, we won't suspend you." How how is that even possible? How do you not suspend them for half the season? You cheated. You did something completely. You won a championship for how many? It's just awful what they did. They should not have. They should not have been given this great opportunity to even be in the playoffs right now. They were just oh oh you guys cheated. No problem. You can keep everything. I don't mind if you keep the championship. In my opinion, I don't care if you keep the rings. You know what? I don't want to take those things away because that's the name of the game. We can't go back and take everything away. But you can go back. You can you can suspend them. How oh, we got Pete Rose here, not in not not, not 
exactly how Pete Rose is not in the Hall of Fame, but the Astros are able to compete and have a chance for a World Series. So I'm going to go right here to the comments. So first off, we'll go with Timmy. He has a couple of things. Would you rather have the Yankees win in 04 or 2001 if you could go back and change one? The only reason I'm going to pick 04 is because I don't like being on the bad side of history and being the only team in baseball that has ever gone up 3-0 and lost. So I'm going to go with that one. And that is going for the prior year where we lost to the, you know, the Marlins. So, and I agree with you, the Astros winning for the World Series is bad for baseball. It absolutely is. Baseball already, I feel like, has lost their, their stake for being America's pastime. I feel like football has completely whitewashed baseball and is right now at that at that level, which a lot of people might not be talking about, for, but for me, I've been talking about it for years, where, base, where football right now is America's pastime. It's not baseball anymore, and it's unfortunate because baseball is great. Postseason baseball, there has been so many great series, so many great games that, you know, it's so much more fun than watching them. sometimes football. I'm not even going to lie to you. So I think well, that, yes, the Astros winning completely diminishes diminishes baseball so jimmy was confusing you for uh or not confusing you he just thought you were some guy in a balcony in san diego yelling at yeah <laughs> it's just it, this is this is the type jimmy, of thing you're an astros fan is that why you're saying this or jimmy the, jimmy is from uh, baltimore Ooh, he's from baltimore man the yeah, I'm, yeah sorry. I I'm, I'm sorry Hopefully the Ravens get it done this year. He might actually be hopefully coming to Florida soon, and we could actually have him live in the chat, if anything. But, uh, but yeah, I think we can all agree on, as a sports fan, you just watch the Astros and see them succeed, and you're just very confused. If you're a heavy baseball fan, it's confusing. You don't got to wait. You can just talk. Remember, we got Oh, you're actually right. No, I didn't want to interrupt you. No, it's fine. Going on what Timmy said, he said 2001 for him because, and he brings up a good point, it was literally after 9-11, and, you know, the city needed that. You're absolutely right. 2004, it's a different story. It was just, I guess, in a sports perspective. But you know what? Thinking about it now, yeah, you're right. 2001, the city that was a tough would have been good. When Luis Gonzalez hit that single to center on Mariano and against the, and the Diamondbacks, remember? Mm -hmm. I remember that. It was yesterday, right. man. That Schilling and Randy Johnson series was just, it was phenomenal. But... You're absolutely right, Timmy. So, you know what? Uh, but moving on to UFC. Uh, I mean, not moving on, but to tell you what you were saying, it's Khabib. Khabib is fighting. He's fighting Justin. I'm not going against Khabib. <laughs> oh, Justin Gate? Yeah. Oh, the boy that won me last time. It's a good fight. <laughs> and if, if anybody's out there and we should do a UFC special, I'm definitely down to do UFC special again. So, we definitely got obliterated. I think we took shots. Each time our person lost, I believe so, remember? We definitely did. We took a shot after every loss that we had picked in. That one, it wasn't like, if a line picked someone, I picked someone different. It was like, if we both ended up with the same person, it was just the overall stance up until the last fight where we both had to choose a side and then we doubled up. Oh, so Jimmy here. I want to be the third most loved man in Florida behind only a line Lorenzo and G-Match. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, so what's Mello? Fourth? I mean, you're like Kyrie Irving in this list, man. Come on, Jimmy. At least give give Mello some. Mello deserves his respect. Go back. Well, the you really sound like LeBron James now. You really sound like LeBron James now. 
complaining about the and wins and all of a sudden not complain. Okay. Melo did not lose. He held that championship on tight. All right, all right, all right, LeBron James. Show going. Let's talk about Lewis Hamilton Ooh. on Formula One racing. So, yes. So, I'll start this one off because you're the big Formula One person. You got me into it. I started watching the Netflix special on it. And recently, this past weekend, Lewis Hamilton passed Michael Schumacher. No, he didn't pass. He tied Michael Schumacher for the most wins all time. In Formula One with 91 wins all time, meaning that on his next win, he passes him. And I feel like Lewis Hamilton right now is in a good spot to do that. So how about you educate myself and the four-quarter audience in Formula One? It's a lot of pressure on me because I'm not going to call myself a Formula One expert just yet. I just got into the Formula One game a couple years ago. And I, I honestly, a lot, a lot of it to Netflix, they have a great documentary of I think it's called Race, Race or Die. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'll look it up right now. You uh, but uh, it has two seasons right now. And what it does is it shows you the previous season in a documentary style show. It's called Formula One Drive to Survive. Drive to Survive. And I really recommend that. It's a great show. And it, not only does it educate you about how Formula One works, but it shows you the drama and it shows you the excitement of the racers and how all the individual racers have to, have to work and how even though you're in a team, each team has two racers and how even they compete with each other, which shows a lot more of Lewis Hamilton's greatness. But we were talking about this early, we were talking about this the other day, it was after actually the heat loss and we we're talking about debates. Uh, and uh, just talking about sports wise and how some sports are different than others as far as competing and you have teammates and we were having a debate about basketball right now and how you have players around you that you need to to really to really win and racing is one of those sports where it's just you and this one is interesting because you have a teammate with you but even you're competing with them because they might take your spot so it's not really like basketball where you're not competing for each other's spots if ad and lebron aren't competing for each other's spots they're both trying to make the same goal happen in this in, in this sport it's different so to for lewis hamilton to be this amazing be this dominant and he still has many years to go he's still young I like to think of him as Michael Jordan and Allen Iverson put together because he is racing is predominantly not really a, a sport for minorities. You know, we don't really see them in NASCAR and in Formula One. We do see a lot of Spaniards and a lot of people from over there, uh, but we don't really see any minorities. So it's amazing to see someone like Lewis Hamilton, who is a minority, who is a man of color and seeing him just dominate this sport, just dominate. It's very reminiscent of Tiger Woods playing golf. And for those of you who don't really enjoy NASCAR, Formula One is nothing like NASCAR. Right? This is so exciting. And if you just watch the documentary, you'll love it. You know, I really fell in love with it. I went to my friend, my friend Jose. Uh, he, he told me about it too. Say his real name. We call him Macho. Yes. He's the man. <laughs> but uh, it, it's, it really is a great sport that I, I it just, we can have probably a Formula One special one of these days and just talk about it and get our fans interested in it also. But Lewis Hamilton is just that great of an athlete. An athlete. That great of an athlete. Once you learn what it takes to really be a driver. So. I absolutely think you're right. Uh, from watching the documentary, I saw just how crazy it is that, like, it's like saying that me and Alain are right now competing with each other for a job right now in the fourth quarter show. Even though, you know, your boy Melo probably might win. But <laughs> uh, it's, it's us competing for a job 
We've and been drinking. Even though we're on the same team, it's whoever comes out on top or whoever doesn't win, and he might lose his job. And we might even not even like each other. That was the biggest thing that I saw. Like you're on the same team, and you don't even like your own teammate. Mm -hmm. That to me was so huge. I thought, yo, we're on the same team. We want to make this brand better. But with Lewis Hamilton, he I feel like throughout the I only saw the first season. Throughout the whole first season, he was always on top. And I know that you brought this up to me where it might he might benefit from be the brand that he's on. He's on the Mercedes brand. Mercedes Benz brand. So they always have like, you know, the best cars, the best products, the best Definitely. people going at them. So very reminiscent of the Yankees in Boston where you have more you can salary. spend more money, exactly. Yeah. You know exactly where Which your they're, they're trying to, to fix that now. They're trying to put some regulations where the spending isn't just where you can just dump everything. So. Which would be great, like a budget, like, hey, you can only spend this much on your car because, yeah, if you have, if me and you decided to start a, you know, a Formula One car one day, we're, we're not going to have as much money as Mercedes-Benz or Ferrari or, you know, those brands are always going to be higher than us. Um, yeah, I'm definitely into the idea of putting a salary cap on how much you want to spend on your car and in parts. I don't think you should put a salary on players. If you're able to get the, the no, best racer. Players, but the, no. I think but, on the, like how yeah. you build your car, yes. But if you have the best racer and you have the best car, that's tough, especially with Formula 1. But that's the end of the third quarter. I'm glad. I'm, I'm really glad we decided to talk about Formula 1. Uh, I really want to get her. If you guys haven't done it, trust me. Watch Formula 1 Drive to Survive. That first season will captivate you. And for me personally, I can't wait to watch season 2 because it was really, really good. It was for someone who's into sports, into like, you know, the competition wise, you're going to like it and you're not going to want to miss an episode. Moving on to quarter number four, guys, we're going to have some NFL talk for this quarter and some very important COVID conversations. But uh, first, let's start off the quarter, you know, with quarterback talk with uh, one very sad injury with Dak Prescott and then another one with a. Uh, very emotional and amazing story about Alex Smith. So first, let's start off with Dak's injury so that we can have a positive note after yeah. and then have another negative note with COVID. But let's talk about Dak. And, and as, well, as your Giants fan... Started, apparently, this UFC idea is a really... Danny's oh. into it. Our one, you know, big-time favorite, number one fan, Kenny's into it. So <laughs> we, you know what I'm thinking? Before we start quarter four, we can do... A UFC special as like a watch along. What do you think? That'll about be that? that'll be interesting if, if fans actually want to watch the fight or you, exactly you or if they watch, don't want to watch fans just watch us and we'll you exactly. know exactly and we will be commentating about the fight if that's what you guys want to watch we'll commentate about it and then at the end whoever loses we can do a live punishment. What do you think about that? I don't mind, bro. I, we we got the TV right here. We can exactly. watch the fight right here. As we got the game going on, and we could just actually change the table and maybe put just one computer watching. So if you guys like that idea, let us know. For the next UFC fight, which is next week, we'll wait off for it, do a live UFC reaction to it, do our, our picks against each other, halftime champion, and live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, we will do a punishment for whoever loses, whether it's the hottest chip, if we're having the devil's <laughs> no. a toe lollipop, I've done whatever you want. If we have to chug 17 beers in a row, you like, guys let us know. Drink a guy in the milk. 
Exactly. If actually, if any, if anything, I think we should do. Oh look, Danny says he'll join in for a watch along. I think we should. And, oh, that'd be a good thing. And then throughout the the show, we have people join us. We can talk about the fight. I love this idea. Kenny's also into it. I'd watch too. I I think it'll be cool if we have challenges for each fight. Not big. But at the end, the loser has to do the biggest one. Yes. But I think between each fight, we also have like a challenge where they can watch us do something and we'll think about things. Absolutely. So if you guys are into this idea, let us know. Already, Danny and Kenny are in on it. Me and line, we'll do what the fans want. We're <laughs> not going to say no. Let us know. But quarter number four, we'll talk about how I'm going to get that belt back. I mean, yeah, the, champ- the champion will do whatever the fans want because, you know, I'm the, I'm the people's champion. And the people's So. Anyway, so we're talking about Zach's injury, and I was watching this game and I saw that. If you haven't seen it, you can go ahead and Google it if you're not squeamish. Don't see it. Honestly, don't see it. I used to be. What what hurts hurts most about it is that when it happens, he rolls over and he. It looked like he was trying to put his foot back into place. He goes, he slams his foot down, and it just wasn't going back in and it just looks bad and you could tell on his face that he knew it was bad i'll let you go yeah it was uh it was a sad moment especially since someone like Dak prescott has been so durable in this league he's big strong quarterback very durable and if you want to talk about his quarterback skills or what he can or can't do that's a different debate but as far as this debate is concerned I think we both can agree that an injury like this, no matter if you like the player or not, you don't want to wish this on anyone. And I think what hurts the most is he's just been wanting a contract. And that's, what, that's the sadness about football, where a team ends up winning. They gambled, they gave him the franchise tag, and now that's it. And yes, did he get $27 plus million dollars this year? Sure. But the man could have gotten 100 guaranteed million because the Cowboys kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And this is very reminiscent of the Kirk Cousins situation. Not that Kirk got injured, but where the team, like the Washington football team, gambled on him, gambled, gambled for like two seasons, gave him the franchise tag. Kirk be stealing everyone's money. And Kirk Cousins did not get hurt because it's a gamble. Kirk Cousins got lucky, didn't get hurt. And the reason why it's also not a gamble for the players is because the player has no other choice. Uh, the franchise tag gets you stuck in the contract. And that's one of the negative things where Dak Prescott, you in essence have to sign the contract. If not, you're stuck. And now he's, you know, we all pray for a great recovery. And now I want, you know what I wanted to do? I would love if Dak Prescott, I would love if he got healthy, but I would love it even more if he went into the New York Giants and then wins a championship with them and sticks it to the Cowboys. That'll be amazing because the New York Giants need a quarterback so i can't think of send, a better send that to the jets that's what i'm gonna say okay by the way really quick shout out i know we're in the middle of the quarter but a really great friend of mine uh ty tyler tyler henderson he just had a baby girl so congratulations to him yeah congrats ty yeah he's part of the family so i'm really happy for ty and his family um, I can't. I can't wait. To, I can't wait to meet the baby. Just you know, unfortunately with COVID and everything, everyone's being a little extra cautious, understandably. But all we can do is, is wish for you know everything to be safe and great. So congratulations. He's just a huge cowboy fan. So that's why I thought about him and I wanted to give him a shout out. Hey Ty, I'm gonna tell you this. Congrats on your baby girl. 
and congrats on Andy Dalton being your starting quarterback now for the rest of the season. Because you have a good chance of making the playoffs now. You just finished saying how we thought. It doesn't matter. Andy Dalton was a better quarterback on that team. He's, gonna be, he's the better game manager. And yes, I feel bad for what happened in Dak. Like, I don't want to see him in the Giants like align those. He can go to the Jets. He can go ruin his career there. But Andy Dalton is going to be the better quarterback for that team because of one person and one person only. And that is feed me more Zeke. Zeke is going to be able to be highlighted now on that offense. And he is your main breadwinner. He's going to win games. So I think for Cowboys fans, you should be, I don't want to say thankful, but see the positive side of this happening where Zeke is going to be able to be the feature back, the feature player on this offense. And it's going to be all about Zeke. Dalton's going to do what he can to manage the game, and that's it. Okay. Uh, you won't hear this a lot on Sports Talk Radio because people don't know what the hell they're talking about on Sports Talk Radio. And what he just said about Andy Dalton is correct that this team will be better with Andy Dalton, but he said it for the wrong reasons. And here's the reason. The only reason why he's going to be better is because Mike McCarthy is an awful coach and <laughs> he's going to work better with a quarterback like Andy Dalton. I don't think Mike McCarthy is part of the new school football. I don't think he can. He has the right changes why they have the, one of the worst defenses in football and why he wasn't able to ha- get the best out of someone like Dak. Andy Dalton, yes, he's going to be able to make Andy Dalton a better quarterback, make him a game manager, and that's going to be better. Uh, another reason why Dak may have not been playing as great is also because the man who wanted a contract, he's always been humble. He's always been a good dude. He never complained. If anyone deserved a contract, it was him. So maybe he was just stressed. He was overwhelmed. How about you pay the guy who's been giving it, who's been giving you his all, and... Look, as an athlete, you never want to have excuses. And I'm not here to give anybody excuses. But I will say that Andy Dalton has really nothing to lose other than he's Andy Dalton. If he, if he leads them to the playoffs, he'll get a bunch of money. If he doesn't, people were going to expect it anyways, and he'll get a job somewhere else. Absolutely. But I'm really uh, – that's the only reason why I think he'll be more successful than, Andy, than, 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 uh, than Dak this season. Not because he's better, just because I think if you would have paid, paid Dak and you would have gotten a better coach, it would have been a different scenario. So what Alex is saying here is saying that you don't think defenses are going to stack the pack against Zeke. First off, Zeke's an animal, so they can do it, and he's still going to get through at times. But Andy Dalton is going to keep them you know, honest. Andy Dalton is not a bum. He's led the Bengals to playoff runs. You know, He's had... The, what's going to be the key factor in it is if... Guys like Amari Cooper are going to be able to, you know, do their job. If he can, it's going to be money for for Dalton. It's going to be great. It's not like Andy Dalton is Trent Dilfer, you know. He's not Ryan Tannehill. You know, he is going to be able to do his job correctly. So You know, you know Ryan Tannehill is a great person very nice guy he's a great you know person, he's a good quarterback right person, you know he's a good person. quarterback especially okay here's a good example look look at look at him in the titans now he has a good coach with a great running back and Absolutely. it's just so the reason why andy, the reason why andy dalton might struggle is because he doesn't have a great coach once people start seeing that mike mccarthy is mike not McCarthy the answer won a super bowl but yes but now that football's changed when did he win the super bowl in 2010 when, when, I mean, when did he win that super bowl 
Uh, that's probably the wrong thing. But what I'm saying is now it's a different sport and he hasn't adjusted, which is why those years with the Packers, he hasn't been doing anything. One game from Tannehill was one game from Sugo throwing 80 yards a game. Oh. That's mind-boggling to think about. Come on now. <sighs> Can't tell me Brian Tannehill is better than Andy Dalton. He's not. You know who is a good quarterback? That's Alex Smith. And if anybody has seen this documentary, it's incredible. Everybody it should is. go watch this documentary. The way his his wife is so supportive, what he's had to go through. He's actually had to go through so much that I I had no idea the injury was was to that extent, and the rehab he had to do to repair. So the fact that he's even the fact that he's walking is impressive. I absolutely agree with you. It's it's an E60 Project 11 at the Alex Smith story, and that documentary is meant. If you're very, 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 you know, weak to watching things that, you know, are gross, cutting edge, and bloody, be prepared to watch this uh, E60 with Alex Smith because it doesn't get easy, man. The man had half of his, more than half of his leg basically cut off because it had a bad bacteria infection yeah and for alex smith i give him math props even if i said you know he's a man of one leg you know whatever it is he's a terminator exactly what he's done to get back on that field is scary yeah as a coach if i was ron rivera scary as a human i would be extremely scared to put him out there because i don't want to be responsible to putting someone else out there that if for some reason he gets hit the tissue that he has on his leg is not the same as me, a line, or you have. It's basically tissue, like skin on skin graft that it's not as strong as ours. Yes, he has a metal plate in his leg. It doesn't matter. It's such a scary situation, scary situation when you have someone who's 280 pounds coming at you, rushing at you, that if your leg goes the wrong way, it's never going to be the same again. And it's going to be so much more painful. I would suggest watching it just because of what an inspirational story it is that he never gave up. He did it. And right now, if you look at it now, he's back in the NFL. He's a starting quarterback. And that's something that I would have never thought would have happened for him. And I'm so happy for him. I hope nothing happens to him for the rest of whenever he's starting, whatever career he has. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's a great, I saw from that documentary, he's a great on-field underdog coach. underdog yeah, he's a, man he's a great underdog, but he's also a good on-field like coach like he can always go and be you know that player coach he helped patty mahomes he helped kaepernick he's never minded being that guy yeah very exactly guy. so for me it's like i heard i mean from patty mahomes patty mahomes said uh, he owes a lot to alex smith so that's that's great come for someone like mahomes so absolutely and he's a super bowl champion now so so four quarters we wish alex smith well nothing but as much as he's in the NFC least this division and I'm pretty sure Mel doesn't want the Washington Redskins to be successful we do wish that's not true to me honestly the Washington football did team did I say the did I, said, I don't know if you said Redskins I think you might have the Washington Sorry. football team is the team that I hate the least out of everyone else for me it's they're always losing. That's why. No, they never. They never win. Even, that's why you like them. Can you, believe, can you believe this man? That's why he picks them because oh, <laughs> they're not bad. Yeah, because they they're never competition. Not even because of that. Because I've been to. I've never been to the Eagles Stadium or uh, Dallas. But for me, it's Eagles, Cowboys, and then Redskins. I've actually been to uh, FedEx Field 
for a Giants versus Redskins game. And everyone there was so nice. It was like, oh, do you want a hot cup of chocolate? Because it was like, it was in the middle of uh, January. It was for actually a New Year's game. So everyone's super nice there. They're not so like hung up on, oh, we're the Eagles. We're the greatest team ever. Even though you've only won one Super Bowl in like 150 years. Or the Cowboys who think they're America's team. But again, haven't won a Super Bowl since. I already got this started about the Troy Aikman was there. All right. I physically don't okay. care. Not that I don't care. I don't mind the Redskins fan base. They're very nice. They know what they Washington know they're, they're football not, team. Sorry. The Washington football team fan base. They know where Jesus. they're at. And exactly. I will give it to them. So we, four quarters, we wish Alex Smith the best. Maybe we don't wish you to make the playoffs, but we definitely wish you to have the comeback player of the year and some great stats. Uh, next up, we're going to end the quarter with COVID talk because it's already at the end of the quarter, but we wanted, we definitely want to talk about COVID and what's going on in the NFL. Melo, I want you to tell me, what's your take on the way that the NFL is handling COVID? Should they continue playing? Was it a good idea? Tell me. So, I've said this for weeks now. The way the NFL is handling COVID is very nonchalant. And right now, the last couple of weeks, they're paying for it. You have teams like the Patriots dealing with it, the Titans. Now you have the Falcons dealing with it. Why not do the damn bubble? The bubble has worked for keeping these players not getting sick. And recently, the chief medical officer from the NFL, the number one guy, said that he's not for the bubble because he feels like it's not a surefire solution and that a lot of players are going to be dealing with mental issues and all this which you know what i'll agree with you that you know a lot of people are going to be dealing with mental issues with it because throughout the country a lot of people have been dealing with that being at home being you know without a job it's it's hard for people and i completely understand that however you're telling me that you can't have you can't hire somebody to talk to these players if they ever have these issues. These players not only, they're not gonna be by themselves, they're gonna have their teammates there with them, like the NBA did back in Disney, where you know you had different guys from different teams at the pool, messing around, you know, shotgunning beers. They were fine. The NBA has showed you that this works for people. I don't understand why the NFL is so against it. And I don't understand why the chief medical officer is so against it. Like the reasons that you're saying that you're saying have been proven wrong just based on what the NBA has done and what the WNBA has done. The way you're going is more major league baseball had they not done what they did. NFL is a full contact sport. You're breathing right in front of somebody. If you're an offensive lineman, if you're a defensive lineman, a wide receiver, a quarterback, whatever it is, you're breathing right on them. So if they somehow, I don't know, went to McDonald's and got contracted by somebody that had it, it's not the safe choice. Do the bubble. Protect your players. Show them that they mean more than just a contract, than just money coming in from sponsors and all that. Show them that they matter. You can do NFL six days, Seven days, five days a week, three games each day, 
and pretend them in this bubble. That's the way I feel. I feel like this chief medical officer that said this is thinking, I don't, I don't know what he's thinking. I don't, because there's solutions to everything. You just have to think outside of the box. So do it. We're not in a normal situation. We're in a pandemic. You have to think about different scenarios to all these things. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to be done ranting because I'm, I feel so passionate about this that a lot of people might not see my views. So I'll let you go. Well, it's actually pretty interesting that Danny actually said the thing that I was about to say. That's one of the biggest reasons why the that NFL doctor said that. It's just because of the money and it's just too expensive. It's not just 53 players, Danny. It's you have the coaches, you have the staff, you have everyone else, you have practice players. It's just too expensive. And uh, what else did you say, Melo? You also said about the playing, playing face-to-face. That's another huge issue. There's another sport's not like that. Baseball, you're far away from each other. Uh, basketball, even though it's close contact, it's only 15 players per roster, and then the staff isn't too big. Big, it's it's a little more believable. That's so, the thing, Danny. East Coast, West Coast bubble. Yeah, I, I like, believe you have, to, you have to learn how to adapt, and I feel like that's what the NBA I feel did. so passionate that he interrupted me while I was talking. Absolutely, that's awesome. Because like, no, hey, don't worry about what I got to say about my opinion. No, but go I, ahead. It's not, it's not even I'm gonna let that. you talk. It's just with this COVID thing, I think if you want to make things happen, adapt. That's what the that's what the NBA did. They adapted. They made things safe for the players. What are you not? You're not doing that NFL. You're costing players. We don't know what this virus is going to do to them. Yes, they're athletes. They're big. They're you know used to all these different things. But we don't know if for some reason one of these big offensive linemen might have to you know have a ventilator on them and that's going to change it and completely might affect your career and affect how you're making money for your family and it's all because the nfl did not do what they needed to do to protect you and it's just something i feel passionate about because if i were in their shoes i wouldn't feel comfortable in that way as well but go ahead i'll mute myself if that's what you want are you sure are you sure i can talk i don't know all right. It's too expensive to do this bubble. It's, it's very unrealistic to make an NFL bubble. There's too many teams. There's too many players. Too many coaches. It's much safer for the NBA because you did you you did not have all the teams anyways. You only had the teams that weren't that were eligible for the playoffs for that season. So for the NBA, it was even easier. They took half the teams off anyways. You want the NFL to do a bubble in the middle of the season where there's too many players and it's too it's it's too much to ask for a football league um when a sport already is so contagious as football where you're it's it's you're you're literally tackling each other not only tackling each other but it's plus 50 people from each team too many people too much physical of a sport and contact and then you're asking for a bubble it's just unrealistic and it's and and you're mellow listen you're right where the doctor's wrong in saying a bubble wouldn't work. A bubble absolutely would work. These players are making hundreds of thousands of dollars. And fine, boo-hoo, you can't go home to your family. Is it? Does it suck? Yes. I'm not here to say that, that, that there's not a reason for that. But at the end of the day, it's your job. And if you sign up for this job, that's what you have to do. 
If you want to quit, you quit. But if the NFL wanted to make a bubble, they realistically could have, but it's just too, too expensive. So I'm going to agree with you that it's dumb the doctor said that, but I'm going to disagree with you on a couple other things. I don't think it's even, it's realistic to believe that the NFL can make a bubble or any league for that matter. So do you think, first off, the NFL makes a ton of money. They could have done a bubble. They could have protected these guys. But I guess my main question is, Melo, you forgot. <laughs> Great question, Melo. No problem. Uh, point is, COVID has been really tough on every end. And it's just not just the NFL. It's also the NCAA. The NCAA is having well, issues. Yep. There we go. Yeah. So that's just a, a, another issue to think about um, how complicated it is for the sport and not just for a league. Well, exactly. We can go into that and say how the Florida Gators now had to cancel the game against LSU because they had it. Players, you know, test positive COVID. So now, you're. I feel like that's why I feel like college football should have never happened. You know. Yeah. This isn't their guy's career. This is none of them their career really yet. That's what they're playing for. But there's a future beyond that for them. No, I think if anyone had a bubble, it should be the NCAA. But I feel like they have billions of dollars also. You know what? I feel like NCAA should not even started because No, no, I agree, I agree. I'm saying if someone had a bubble, these like you said, these are young athletes who have a future and they're risking it all. So Absolutely. But you also think you have to think about them affecting other people, like let's say me or you, where we're going to school. We can be going to school Look, with Danny just said go. No, keep talking. I'm just saying they're trusting college people and I don't think it's fair because as a college Dude, I know that, hey, if I want to go party, guess what I'm going to go do? I'm going to go party. I'm going to go drink. We're going to go ahead and share cups. We're going to go ahead and share whatever it is. And you don't know what that other person has because if they don't show symptoms, they're never going to know that they have COVID. And COVID is not something that you can, you know, just put up a little scanner in and say, oh, yeah, you have it or you don't. Yeah. You can show no symptoms. Mm -hmm. And that right there, I feel like it's the worst thing ever. I feel yeah. like college sports should not happen because you're not only affecting your players' lives, but you're affecting the students' lives as well. Yep. And that's a bigger picture here. Football is so much different than college sports, and I don't think college sports should have ever started. This topic really matters to Melo, guys. It, it does because they're not being smart about it. I can't imagine myself get contracting this from, let's say, like a TY, you know, that went to FIU. Contracting or contacting? Which one? Because you can make a con I don't know if you can make a contact for. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I mean, you. I said contracting. You said contracting or contacting? Which one do you want? Contracting. Okay. From someone else, and you don't know that just because they might not show it because they're a, a physical specimen that doesn't show any of these symptoms. So I don't think that's fair to me to be like, hey, I got COVID because of this person. There's so many different things you have to think about. I, you're, I agree. And if you want to hear from the other side, also these players do want to go to the NFL and this may have been an opportunity for them. Clearly, they weren't thinking about the players. The NCAA is thinking about the same thing every other every other billion dollar company is thinking is we need to generate money. That's why the NBA did it. That's why the NFL did it. That's why NCAA is doing it. It's all about generating their money. And clearly, the NCAA wasn't thinking about the players either. So, At all. With that and, being said... And, it, and it's sad because... You have all these guys that, you know, you can't even put in the NCAA game because, you know, they don't want to give them that money. They want to keep it all for themselves. And it's why we haven't got an NCAA football game in how long? 
an NCAA basketball game in how long? You know, I remember the last time I played one, I think it was when it was part of 2K, and it was just all numbers because you couldn't play with, you know, a Chris Quinn or a Brady Quinn or any of those people because, you know, they weren't going to pay him that money for, you know, their rights. Well, Melo, that's definitely the end of the quarter. It's been the end of a quarter for a while, so... Sorry, Melo gets very... Uh, yeah, I, I love this passion in Melo. I, I didn't know if we should talk COVID every time. He really, he really loves this conversation. Sorry. But I really want everybody to stay safe because it actually really sad that the NCAA, I mean, for both NCAA and the NFL players, clearly the, the leagues aren't really taking care of them as they should have. And it's, that's just too many people. So many people to take care of and watch that's not in a bubble. But let's go to what, what's after quarter number four. I, Everyone's favorite. OT, OT. OT, OT. There's not much love when we get to OT. Hey. So we're done with sports talk and we're finally going to move on to OTOT where we just talk about whatever the hell we want. Yep, that, exactly what he was saying. So first thing we're going to talk about in uh, o- overtime for all those who don't know what OT is, is... By the way, the Dodgers are losing 7-1, but go ahead. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know if you guys saw my face a couple of times throughout that podcast. I was like, wow, Kershaw... And the Dodgers are getting spanked. But that's another topic for another day. So, OT, we're going to talk about first with one of your favorite superheroes. And that is none other than Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Flings a web. Don't know the rest of the song, but yep, that's what we got. Spider-Man. What about my boy Spider-Man? What do we got? Then, which Spider-Man three are we talking about? We're talking about the Spider-Man three about Tobey Maguire. We're talking about the Spider-Man three that never happened with. We're talking about Spider-Man three with Topher Grace as the greatest Venom of all time. No, we're not. <laughs> we're talking about Spider-Man three Marvel edition, where it's been announced that the OG Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, mm-hmm. and the second Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield Ooh. has signed on for this Spider-Man with none other than Tom Holland and Marvel. So, and that right now is big news. Allegedly, they also signed someone to be Miles Morales. Shout out to a half-Hispanic superhero, which would be pretty dope if they do have a half-Hispanic character to represent, you know, That'd Hispanics. Amazing. So, if they do the Spidey multiverse in this part three, I'm going to go out on a limb. Another hot take today, which I had about the Alex Smith. My next hot take is this Spider-Man 3 will, will make $2 billion in the box office. $2 billion. $2 billion. If you So, get, wait, what did you think about Into the Spider-Verse? Because that kind of had them all put in cartoon-verse. Me and, my, me and my nephew loved it. Me and Kenny went to go watch it. We loved the uncle scene. The second we saw the uncle was a bad guy, it was kind of like, God damn it. But still, that movie was amazing. It was beautiful. So you're the bad guy, so you know who the good guy is. Just everyone out there watching. I even saw a CGI <laughs> special on it, and it's very interesting how they, they, they made the movie in certain, in certain aspects of it. But the, spy, the multiverse Spider-Man was a beautiful movie, and I recommend everybody to watch it. If so it's, before we keep going, Tim... Tim. Before I put up what you commented on, when is this show happening? Because I want to, you know, plug it in for sure. But we'll continue on. Wait, but he, so are they doing Tuesday night? 
I don't know. That's why I want to ask him when it's happening because it all depends on, you know, when the bad guy decides he wants to, you know, be on the show. So, Timmy, if you're out there still listening, let us know when the show's going to happen. Definitely we'll plug it and we're going to work our stuff around it. But with this Spider-Verse, I think it's going to be great. I, man, I'm so excited. I thought once I saw Into the Spider-Verse with Miles Morales, I was, you feel like a kid again. Especially if you love comics. If you've seen the OG Spider-Man, you're gonna feel some sort of way about it, and I loved it. So, hearing that we're gonna have Tobey Maguire in, we're gonna have Andrew Garfield in, and now we're gonna have Tom Holland, and what you said about a Miles Morales. Yeah, I, listen, good. I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, and I could talk about Spider-Man forever. He's probably my favorite superhero in a lot of different aspects, especially when you're young and you want to be like someone. Spider-Man was definitely that geeky guy you could relate to that wasn't one in his high school and felt by himself and all of a sudden he gets superpowers uh and i actually enjoyed all i've enjoyed all the super all the spider-man movies in their own way i will say spider-man 3 with topher grace wasn't the best movie but it was it had its parts but it was kind of off and it wasn't the best but the og spider-man movies with toby Maguire were awesome and i love i love how every character i so to, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. To then. my opinion, I will say I haven't seen a bad Spider-Man character yet. They've all done a great job being Spider-Man in their own different ways. Okay, so let's say so we have we have Spider-Man one, mm -hmm. two, three. Then we have the Amazing Spider-Man one, two. Mm -hmm. Then we have uh, Spider-Man: Homecomings. Homecomings, right? One and two. So if you had to rank all seven of those movies, what are you going? Because I know what I would say. You put me on the spot. We didn't do research on this at Bro, all. I, I, you, I'll go first then. So, you know what? Let's, let's do it this way to make it easier. Let's divide. I them. don't need to. I got it right now. Spider-Man 2. Which one? From the OG. Oh. oh. Spider-Man 2 OG. Jeez. Jeebus. That's why he talks about sports and not movies. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about great. I'm just talking about what I enjoyed. I enjoyed Part 2. Part 2 was a great movie with Doc Ock, Doc Ock. and the story. This guy, he's been drinking. Somebody stop giving this man so much alcohol. Go ahead. How'd you not like part two? It's, it's not. Melo, what are you doing? I don't know what it did. <laughs> Sorry, guys, we have technical difficulties when we drink. <laughs> so oh boy I have no idea what you did Melo but I apologize to everyone listening why don't why you, don't you why don't you mute your, your laptop hello that's a little better yeah yeah whatever you did it worked I don't know what I did but okay, okay. Uh, Spider-Man 2, the OG one, was a, a really good movie. I don't know why you didn't like it. I don't know what was so bad about it. It had Doc Ock. It had the whole storyline with uh, Green, the Green Goblin's son, James Franco. You know? it was. Uh, a it was I'm going to go with what Timmy said. Go, Melo, you're drunk. Stop it, man. <laughs> I'm going to go with what Timmy said. Spider-Man takes mask off way too much in the early movies. And, and it doesn't make any sense. He never did that. His whole thing was wear the mask to conceal himself. You know, 
He doesn't want to put the people he loves in danger. I really hope you guys can hear me, because if you can't, please tell me. Why? The mic's on. I don't know, because of what just happened with the other mic. Um, he didn't do what he could to protect his people, and that kind of, it's like what he said, it drove me insane. Which movie? The original Spider-Man. And then Spider-Man 2, oh, I'm talking about no, Spider-Man 2 OG. No, I said original. Original Spider-Man. So to me, again, if I'm going to rank them, I think the Homecoming movies were better than one. Two, I think, was awful. Two, three, I thought was even worse. I think that the Amazing Spider-Man movies were better than two and three. Even though I did not like the Lizard as the main character in the first Amazing Spider-Man. You're going to say Spider- the Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Jamie Foxx as Electro mm-hmm. was better than Spider-Man 2 OG with Tony Maguire? Absolutely. I felt like it was such a lame ending where... All of a sudden, Doc Ock wants to be good. No, Doc Ock never wanted to be good. Spider-Man. Doc Ock wanted to actually take over Spider-Man to become Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And then if you go the on. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with I'm Jamie Foxx and, and Andrew Garfield. And I'm going to go with what not Kenny better. said. I'm going to go with what Kenny said. Keaton was absolutely phenomenal that spider-man west that spider-man one homecoming and we haven't even we're not debating that that is one of the that's probably the best that's top two movies thank you timmy if spider-man punched doc Ock in the face he'd kill him but that doesn't mean it's a bad movie that doesn't mean it's a bad movie it just means that you're putting a flaw into him i'm not saying it's a bad movie and you're comparing and we're talking about michael keaton Yes, exactly. Jamie Foxx was blue. That movie was bad. The one with Jamie Foxx. So. Just because you got a different version of what Electrode was, doesn't mean it was bad. It doesn't bother me that it's blue. It bothered me that the movie sucked. Once again, I'm not talking about a villain being bad. I'm saying the First movie off, sucked. This is coming from Alex, who thinks the Power Rangers movie was the greatest movie of all time. So we're not going to take your uh, movie knowledge. Into if guys. anyone should be on this show talking about movies, it's Alex. He it, thought Power Rangers, the new one, was good. That's why I want him in here. The With movie wasn't Brian that bad. The movie, it was horrible. The movie was not bad. It was actually it was a pretty terrible. Okay, can I finish my list? Because you didn't let me finish my Spider-Man list. All right. Spider-Man 2, OG, with Doc Ock. That's my favorite Spider-Man movie. Then Spider-Man 1 with Keaton in The Homecoming, part two. is the best number two. Number three would be Spider-Man 1 with Tobey Maguire. Number four would be The Amazing Spider-Man with Garfield. Number five, number five would then be Spider-Man 2 Homecoming with Mysterio. Then Spider-Man, then Spider-Man 2 with Electro from the, from the, the Garfield and then Spider-Man Three with Venom, which I, I, it's just, I, it's last because so many things bother me about it. I really hope there you guys can stop watching because of what he just said. I don't know what's crazy about my list. It's absolutely nonsense. It's not. So, if I'm going to rate, rate all seven, right? I'm going to go number one. The OG Spider-Man, just because it was the first, right? Which one? The OG Spider-Man. The part one. Yeah, part one. Okay. Toby Maguire. Not even going to argue that. Yeah. OG one, you know, it's what got everyone into it. It made so much money. I'm going to go that. Then I'm going to go with Spider-Man Homecoming because... I'm not even going to argue it, right? That's where it, I had number two. It was so good. It had that twist of, you know, 
Don't spoil any twist. Don't don't give any. The twist with the uh, with the vulture. That's all I'm gonna say. Bam. Ooh, uh, number three. I'm gonna go with Spider. Oh, with Home Cup. What is it? Uh, Far from Home. Can be number three. Nah, that movie. That movie wasn't as amazing as they made it out to be. Number four. I'm gonna go with the Amazing Spider-Man with the Lizard. Yes. Even though as much as I don't like him as a villain, I think Andrew Garfield was a really good Spider-Man. People might want to crap on him as Spider-Man. I thought he was a great Spider-Man. I, and that's where I wanted this conversation to go. I wanted to talk about the Spider-Man and not the movies, but go ahead. So then after that, I'm going to go with The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Electro, with Jamie Foxx being blue. You have it at what? Five. Do you know that's the worst Spider-Man of all time? To Do you know that? Not. Do you know that? To me it's not. But you're going to rag on me for having Spider-Man... Then six, I'm going Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire. And then seven, Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire. I'm sorry. All right, so every, all the listeners who think that I don't know what about Spider-Man... Okay. Rotten Tomatoes has Spider-Man 2, the OG, at a 93%. And has Spider-Man 1 from the OG at a 90%. I know what I'm talking about about Spider-Man. And Spider-Man 2... I'm is sorry. one of the best Spider-Man movies. Well, I don't care that you have it. Tomatoes isn't always right. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is another perspective. You think I'm crazy for having Spider-Man two all the way up? You're crazy for having it so low. That's that's the wrong angle. If you would have had Spider-Man two as a top three, this wouldn't be a discussion. You I didn't think Spider-Man- it was a good movie. I thought it sucked. I thought it was so lame that Doc Ock decided. Oh, I'm so sorry, Toby. I'm sorry, Peter Parker. It was so lame. When- He's never been that way. You know, he was always about power and wanting to, you know, be Spider-Man. And that's why eventually they had him in the comics become Spider-Man. He killed Peter Parker and became Spider-Man. And he saw what the responsibility was as being Spider-Man. You had Spider-Man 2, the worst movie, the amazing Spider-Man of 51%. As number I think it five, was that bad. I really didn't. That think movie that was, was that bad. bad, dude. That movie. It was wasn't bad. worse and than Venom as Topher Grace. It actually, Venom. it actually it was. Better. It was actually worse. It's just that I was so disappointed the way they had Venom and Topher Grace. That's the only reason why I have it under. But Topher Grace's Venom was the worst casting in my entire life, and that's what I've seen so many different castings were like reality shows and things like that that I can't look what Tim is saying look Tim Holland is the best Spider-Man yes because he plays both roles well the reason why I love all the Spider-Man movies and the Spider-Man characters is is it's simple look at Tobey Maguire played the geeky okay Tobey Maguire played Peter Parker the best he played Peter Parker amazing nerdy you felt he was a loser you felt he couldn't have have anyone you felt he couldn't have mary jane and that that was genuine that was a really nice take on spider-man but his actual spider-man it was okay andrew garfield played the best spider-man not the best uh peter parker Tony mcguire uh andrew garfield was a good-looking kid he seemed too cool he seemed too confident and i didn't like that he's over here dunking over everybody acting like a badass and that just didn't make sense when it came to a peter parker character who's actually kind of shy and nervous and kind of dorky but his but but andrew garfield playing spider-man is very reminiscent of deadpool 
playing, uh, being played by uh, Ryan Reynolds. By Ryan Reynolds, you know, Andrew Garfield was very snarky and witty and funny and had all these one-liners. Awesome. Tom Holland encompasses both of them. He's able to play the dorky loser kid, which is believable. But then Tom Holland is also able to be snarky and witty in a nice way. So that's why I can't wait to see all three of them together. That's what I love about. That's why I love all the Spider-Man movies because there hasn't been a bad Spider-Man. Like if you see Batman movies, you can say there's been some pretty bad Batman characters. There's been some pretty bad Batman right. characters. If someone doesn't fit the character, yeah. on either side. But of I things. can't say I've seen a bad Spider-Man being played on screen. So, so I'll go with what Tim's saying here, and it's what a mind's going off of. Toby's a good Peter Parker. Okay, Spider-Man. Garfield was a good Spider-Man, but a terrible Peter Parker. Did he say that while I was while I was saying what I was saying? He said it like right before you were saying it. Oh, so, that's crazy because I so wasn't even seeing that. Okay. So then it says, and those scripts sucked. I agree. I think Tom, Tom, uh, Tom Holland yeah. is the best of both yeah, worlds. Yeah, that's where it is. Which I agree. I feel like it's exactly what you said to me. Andrew Garfield was a great Spider-Man. I feel like... Yeah, he was. It was just so fun seeing him. Yes, he wasn't the nerdy type like Peter was. But Tom Holland has been the best of both worlds. And man, Marvel has done a great job of casting and why not give them all this power? I hate that Sony wants to keep it together. Like, we're still relevant. No, guys, you haven't done a good job. You do a good job with, like, the first movie, and then you completely mess it up with the second movie. Give Marvel that has done such a great <coughs> job. Let's give these guys, like, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, as Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Give us that. Just release, release. I will say I'm I'm gonna be disappointed if they do give Doctor Strange the mentor role for Spider Man. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of getting over the Tom Holland needed a mentor, especially he after. Need, I, don't think he I know, I know. It's it's just it's just kind of getting annoying because you had. I Robert, think with this third one, he needs to come on his own and just do his own shit. I I, I know, but I was I was hearing that Doctor Strange was doing He's the whole to be mentor in, role. In the next one. But I hope it's I but I hope it's just to open the multiverse and not to give him a mentor role. Agreed. I don't want to see that. I already saw I already saw Robert Downey Jr. do the best job at that, and then they tried doing it with Mysterio, and I understood why because it worked for the storyline that he needed a, a mentor because he felt like he needed someone since his mentor was gone, and that's it. I think Spider Man after defeating Mysterio should realize. Well, everything Robert, everything Iron Man taught me, I got it. I don't need anybody else. So if Absolutely. if you come in now with another mentor, I'm just gonna be so over that. I think it has to be with the multiverse, and it's kind of what the tease of this last uh, Homecoming was, apart from home, the multiverse being a thing. Because this week with the multiverse, you're able to bring in you know the X Men. Well, we know it's a thing though. They already did it in uh in um, they did it in in the in uh Endgame. The end game is a multiverse. Remember that that's yes, a no, but they haven't they've teased it. It hasn't been like What do you mean they teased thing? it? They went through another they went through another another uh, timeline to get the stones that those are multiverse. They went to the, they went to, they went no no the they went to another another timeline to get that. Those are all multiverses. That's what they're doing. No, it was not. Yes, they, they they're still in their No, yeah, okay, remember that's not what happened because you can't go back to your you remember you can't change things. That's right, what the, so they went back to the past. They went back to another multiverse to get the stones to then go back and put the stones back in the other multiverse. That's what they did. Go back and if any fan is listening, I'm telling you yeah, that's what exactly. they did. Anyone that's listening you can't to go us, back please. to you, you you could go back to the past. 
you could go back to the past, but what you're doing is you're starting another timeline. It's like another multiverse. You're starting another line, and then you don't want to mess up that line also because you can't change your current. That's it. Whatever happens, happens in your current thing. So what you have to do is you have to go back to another past, another another multiverse, whatever you want to call it, and then that turns it into and then whatever. What did you do though? Oh, and then whatever happens in that one with the multiverse, I look crazy. I feel like I'm like looking down, thinking about this. But I'm telling you, that's what it is. That's why if you, you can't go back to your own past to change it, because you go back to another another dimension, another verse. Well, no, because I feel like you could go back to your own past, but the future you come to isn't going to be the future that you knew. It's going to be a different future. So anyone no, out there watching, you see, if you want to clarify you go the back, no, no, you Marvel go, multiverse for us, go ahead and do it. Because you go back to you go back to you go back to a past, and whatever you do in that new past, it starts a new timeline. You can go back to your future, and it's going to be the same whatever you're doing. So that what they did was they went back to a past, got the stones. Look, Timmy. I disagree. So that's why I'm saying, like, they went back to the past I'm, of when they were I feel, there. I feel frustrated because I just said that. They're going back to the past. Yes. Okay. They're going back to the past to get the stones. Yes. Okay. Think about but it. It was once. stuff that already happened but, before but listen, they were there. But listen, if, you're, if your guys' analysis is correct, right? If your guys' analysis is correct, you go to the past and you just kill Thanos and then you go back to the future and everything's okay, right? That's what would happen. You go back to the past, kill Thanos, come back, everything's okay. You can't do that because you can't change what's already happened. So what you do is you go to a past to go take stones away to come back to the present time, which is all messed up. And then that's where he snaps his fingers to bring everybody back. And then that's why Captain America went, remember Captain America went back in time? Because he didn't want to mess up the other multiverses and those other timelines. That's what I'm saying. That's what it is. No, and I get that. But I feel like you can still change what happened. I don't know. You can't. You can't. Ch no, listen. You can't change what happened. You can't change what happened. You can fix you can... what happened. Exactly. Which is why he got the stones to fix it. But you can't change it. Like, it happened. Like You can't change what happened up until the moment that you went back. Here, look. I'll explain, I'll explain it to you another way. If they go back in time... And they chop off Thanos' heads off, his head off. You come back to the future, everyone is still gone. Mm -hmm. Everyone is still gone. All you did was fix. Um, all you did was fix the history for another multiverse. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Where there's multiverses. So I mean, we'll end up seeing what Marvel ends up doing with these. So the next thing we have in OT is man, we've gone way over. Uh, is about Dexter. I love that show. I will Dexter keep talking was for another a great hour show, yeah. and it was just announced that Dexter is going to come out with another season of ten episodes, same cast. We don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to happen again. So, what do you think about this? I'm extremely excited about it. I'm not one of those old heads or anyone who gets upset that something gets something gets renewed or they're going to change it. Uh, I'm just going to appreciate it and hope that these million dollar writers had a good story and they get, they're able to uh, enhance the story. And if this season sucks, I just won't count it in my life. I'll be like, that's just the extra story that was so made. So does he come back as the lumberjack though? Cause that was he the has ending. To. No, he has, so what, so, but here's the beautiful part is, I want to see Dexter chop up some people with this he axe. So what I know, the whole thing, I'm sorry to interrupt you. The whole thing throughout the entire series was how you know, he had this bloodthirst to, you know, kill people but he didn't want to kill innocent people he wanted to kill people that 
you know, we're bad and all that, if I'm, spoiler alert, I want to see him just, you know, chop people, like, so, so here's the thing, the whole, the whole, the whole point of the story that I think a lot of people uh, misunderstand is, yet the only reason also, so, his father taught him if you're going to kill, kill this way. He taught him, he taught him what to do, which is why Dexter has that. But the reason why he became a lumberjack is the story was trying to show you that he was trying to give up killing. And what's, what's an, a good analogy of life? A tree. A tree is life, right? Mm-hmm. So there's so much poetic, so much poetry in him going to become a lumberjack and he's continuing to kill life. Just not in the manner that he wants to do. But the whole show is based on him wanting to be human, wanting to feel something. And the first time that he felt something was when some person that he really loved passed away. You see, I disagree on, on it sucking. It's just a you know, it's different. It wasn't the best, but I understood where the story was going. And he, uh, Dexter just wanted to feel something. He finally wanted to feel human. And he finally felt human in a certain scene with a certain person. I'm not going to spoil but that's what caused him to finally feel pain. His whole arc was wanting to feel pain. He was always numb, never felt anything. He finally felt pain, and that's when he wanted to quit killing. And that's what, He's a serial killer, people. You can't give a serial killer a good ending, but you also don't want to kill the, a character that everybody loves. So it was actually a genius way of ending the show in putting someone in a place where he's with no one, he's alone, he's still killing life but not in the way he wants to. So uh, an, an idea that you can do is his son is still someone in Argentina. Maybe there's a, a local killings in Argentina right. that are happening. And now he, he has this urge of like, oh, he needs to save his son. Or who knows? Maybe he wants, maybe he wants to teach his son maybe, the right way. Maybe, yes, exactly. Uh, but uh, so that, that'll be a cool idea of like bringing him back. But like I said, there's I'm not a million dollar writer. Someone maybe thought of a genius idea to bring him back. I feel like we could be though. I feel too, but so I mean, yeah, you're right. I'm excited about I guess this. We're gonna see it. I'm excited too. Like I said, the ending, I feel like a lot of people it was one of those series endings that people did not enjoy. Just like Game of Thrones, just like Seinfeld. Just one of those series endings that people want to see something more out of it, something more complete. So this might help it out, just like, I feel like Prison Break helped himself out of this rut. So, with our next and final topic, we're doing something fun, and that is, we're going to go breakfast food items here, because, you know, everyone loves breakfast, don't they? So, we're doing waffles versus pancakes versus French. Toast. Is this a triple threat match? It has, it's a no triple holds barred. threat, no holds barred, hell in a kitchen cell. Yup. Who, who you got? I feel like it's very simple for me. I can't wait to hear this. For me, the all-time winner. Okay. The undisputed breakfast champion like myself is none other than... Be careful. Waffles. 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 Yes. Waffles is the all-time greatest breakfast dish of all time. No. You have the syrup go into the little, little square cups of every single waffle bowl. That's where you're wrong. How? That's what where, are you going with that? That's your, where you're wrong. What are you going with? Waffles are the best 
brunch menu. Waffles, waffles, chicken and waffles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me some brunch waffles. Amazing. You're just helping me. But the best morning meal. We're talking about breakfast. We're talking about the tastiest where you can do everything with that. You cook, you you make breakfast with your four-year-old son because they're so excited. You flip those pancakes. Pancakes and syrup, chocolate chip pancakes, blueberry pancakes, whatever you want, you pancakes, pumpkin and spice pancakes, but it's not the same. You gotta have a you gotta have a waffle maker, you gotta pay extra money when you can just get a you can just get a pan, get, get, put some pancakes, oh, that's I'll put it. it like this. You pay for what you get. So if you wanna make some waffles, yeah, you're gonna have that waffle you're maker. You're never gonna and have And you're gonna enjoy a lot more than just, you know, putting a couple, you know. Pancake mix on the frying pan, hoping that you turn it at the right time. Waffles are the other, they are mellow. They're the undisputed champion. You're not the undisputed champion no of anything. Said, no one talks about having pancakes Why are you lying? Chicken, you're not the undisputed champion. No one talks about that. You're not the undisputed anything. I don't care that we have- You're not the undisputed anything. So don't say you're the, un no, you say a line, say a line. You're the undisputed champion. I'm not gonna say that. Okay. Waffles are the all-time greatest breakfast, whatever you want to call it, of all time. Waffles and bacon, waffles and sausage, waffles and maple syrup. Pancakes don't wait for the what best breakfast, man. Belgian waffle just gives you so much energy, so much joy. You feel full after it. After you having like. A couple of hot cakes from you know Mickey D's. You, you might have been a game you know Maybe if it was a waffle, I might have felt better. So you know, again with that, the Waffle House is better than the International House of Pancakes. And you quote me on that. Anyone out there, guaranteed, Waffle House is better than the IHOP. We might go to IHOP after this, just so you know. I, I need to, I need we'll to do get it. you some some pancakes. And I guarantee the Waffle House. Dethroned the IHOP. Alright guys, please let us know what you think about that because that's definitely a good debate. Yep. Melo, what other news do we have before we close out? So before we close out, I know I teased it a little bit earlier and I wanted to, you know, get through it too quick, but you know, it's all about you know how you get there slowly. You know, give you that like little tease so that you we have you coming back wanting more. That's all, that's all what Melo is about. He doesn't want to finish quick like a line. <laughs> so, next week for our episode on Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday. But Tim is, I mean, I don't want to. I mean, well, no, Timmy said that on Tuesday at, uh, if I'm not, I'm not wrong, it was 6.30ish. So, we go on at 8. That's is that perfect. okay? Absolutely. We have... The uh, Justice Week show at 6.30, and then afterwards at 8, you can tune in to the uh, four-quarter show. I, I mean, are we going to be like special guests on the show for him? He, or he, that was just a shout-out because I have a, I mean, oh, top no. 10 wrestling finishers of all time. I mean, I would have... Timmy would love... Honestly, the two Justice Week show is ready for everyone. You know, AAA Listen, and I'll, the Heartbreak I'm back. are always I'm welcome. back to make the return for us to be back. You know, the DX crew right here, we're back, triple A, we, we could do it. I can talk top 10 wrestlers, finishers of all time. So. We're gonna, whoa, whoa, let's see, we got a comment. Oh, whoa, hold on, I didn't see it. 
A line does not finish quick. <laughs> Daphne, uh, I'm, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep us PG. But, but anyway, <laughs> that's my girl right there. What's up? Um, <laughs> Damn it, no, yeah. some, hey, she put some respect on my name. She do, she do. Yeah, that's how it is. But anyway, thank you. We'll baby. have enough time. Thank to, you. Know, do just this week, and then do uh the four quarter show but next week on tuesday which is october 20th so you know make sure you make yourself available we're gonna have none other than a special guest which is at stephen t dakin on our show to talk about some Lakers stuff and i'll let you do them that's your boy right there that's my boy, man. Thank you so much. He went to South Miami with us. He's a real, real dude. And we're gonna have a Cobras, baby. we're gonna have a Laker fan in the house talking about what he thinks, talking about you know Laker talk, what they're gonna do next year. They are the champions, so we deserve to give them one segment. And we just want to hear a Lakers fan's take, and not just Mike, because I am a Heat fan and I'm a I'm, I'm a LeBron fan, but I want to hear a Lakers take on everything. So you know, and he's a he, very smart man. Very he's trying to do his start his own podcast. So. Definitely would like to bring him and have conversations with him for a quarter. Absolutely. And then we can't wait till next week to have Stephen on. Stephen? Stephen? I don't know how to say it. <laughs> you need to stop drinking, man. I'm just saying. Cause you it need to stop drinking. Or it can be Stephen. I know, but you just cracked me up at the way you've been drinking. But shout Either out. Way, it doesn't matter. He's a Cobra. And any Cobra that wants to come on, I welcome you. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. You can talk shit to me. You can talk shit to a lion. It doesn't matter. We're going to welcome you, welcome you because that's what we do. We talk crap to each other and we keep each other in check. So keep me in check, keep him in check. We can't wait, man. Yeah, and we're definitely going to get the mic situation working. We're going to look back at the tape, see where it went wrong, see where it sounds better, and see if we can fix something. Uh, if we have to be in different rooms, we'll figure it out. But uh, we just want to give you guys the best quality, the best sound, the best show. And we're gonna get it going. Uh, do I know wrestling? Does he not remember that I was in the show with them? Oh. Does he? Does Tim not remember Calm the down. Owen Hart Calm. documentary? Calm down. Does Tim? We're, listen, we're, we're listen get I'm about to. This is about to turn into a. Listen, I'm about to get a chair right now. <laughs> about to be Pat McAfee right here, man. I'm about to. Hey. A line definitely knows his. Do I know my? Do I know my wrestling? Old school wrestling. I've had he needs known. to go watch his own podcast and let him hear the top five I gave him. Ooh, Timmy. Sam needs to go check right the tape, man. But I will sign off. I don't know what I did this for. <laughs> <laughs> it's right, Timmy. We know what happens when you know. Oh, man. But just sign off with this. Uh, Danny says that. No, no, no. So, I like so, how you don't pull so, a Daphne fuss on the screen. So, you don't pull my girl fuss on the screen. So Danny yeah. says that he mm-hmm. finishes fast. So, you know, we're getting you know, first updates from, you know, the real. But with that saying, Alain, thank you so much for such a great show. Thank Again, you, Melo. Yeah, thank you for partners. Went out. Ooh, that he's gonna do it. That's so yeah. He's gonna give us our top ten finishers by the end of tonight. It's gonna be sent to you for the show on Tuesday. We're gonna put do up, that show. Put up their podcast name up there, man. Absolutely. You can, yeah. Well, put I, mean, up. I can't write it, but oh, okay. I'll say. Tim, put 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 your podcast up there, so the name, so we can put it on uh, on the screen if you can't be there. He's gonna give us us because I haven't given mine either. We're gonna give them out all together to you, Timmy. And it is the Just Too Sweet show. It's gonna be next Tuesday, and then right after that, 
we got the greatest podcast in the world. The Four Quarter Show with Metal on Line. So, everyone out there, thank you so much for tuning in. You guys vote on what you want. Vote on what you thought about the show. Oh, wait, Timmy. Yep, just this week's show. There you go, guys. Ain't no one better. So, let us know what you loved about the show. Let us know what you did it. We're all about the critiques on this show. How can we make ourselves better? And yes, Timmy. Hey, that'll back. be awesome. I like that. Tuesdays will be, yeah, that'll be cool. Back-to-back shows. That'd be great. Triple A. Heartbreak Mellow. And then we go on to, you know, the... Gi- Sorry. To the four-quarter show, so... I mean, what? I mean, we have... The four of us have a name together, right? We're the click, baby. We're the click. The click. We're the click. The click, baby. <laughs> So, Tuesday is definitely... Tuesdays are for the click. That's what it is. Tuesdays for, Tuesdays the, click. for the click. October 20th. You don't want to miss either one of our shows. It's going to be back to back. Who knows? Maybe we might get a little Timmy on. You might get a little That'll Eric fun. on. Yeah. And our show's one of the quarters, you know? Where Timmy can tell a line how, you know, LeBron isn't as great as, you know, Larry Bird. Oh. Or Kevin McHale. <laughs> Come on. I know man. that he likes that. Come so. on. All right. All right. I'll take it. OG. All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I, we really appreciate all our listeners and everybody who tunes in. We love you all, and we're going to keep trying to give you guys the best show possible. So please message us with any complaints. I appreciate everyone who was sending me messages throughout the show for the sound, for things that we need to change. So thank you so much. Um, Daphne, thank you so much for listening. Shout out to Kenny. I know he was, I think he was driving here to Miami. I'm going to see him this weekend. Uh, Z-Man Z-Man and Danny they're both brothers they're both freaking awesome so thank you everybody for listening Tim hey we love you you're part of our team you know we're on the same team shout out to Alex absolutely man Alex thank you it's my our 2k partner you know the, the best shooter in, the, in Los Muertos appreciate him Jimmy shout out so thank you everyone for watching and hopefully you guys can tune in next Tuesday absolutely. Um, that's gonna be hopefully our time from now on and then let's try to do um, a UFC, but we'll talk about that on Tuesday. The UFC exactly. special. You'll get the preview if we end up doing the UFC for next Saturday. And then there's still a lot of things coming from the Four Quarter Show. So stay tuned. We're here for you guys. Again, I don't care if it's through the comments here, through our DMs on IG, which you can see at the bottom. It's at the Four Quarter Show on Instagram. Tell us what you didn't like. Tell us what you did like. And we're going to keep making it better for you. Because you guys are what matters to us, and that four quarter championship is what matters to me. So, thank you so much for everything, guys. Thank you, everybody. Have a great night. Have a very, very happy spooky tober. Yeah, last thing also, donate to Breast Cancer Awareness Month wherever you can. There you go. Donate. Wear pink. Wear your pink, guys. Bring awareness. We love you. Have a great night. Later. Con mucho, mucho amor. (laughs)